Hi, uh, my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! Hello, everyone! Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives for our Curse of Strahd campaign. It's been a hot minute since we did a Curse of Strahd campaign. I'm sorry that we have been uh, out of action for the last two weeks. Um, it's affected some of us more than others. I understand, Jacob, you've not been able to play D&D at all. It's like, been a tragic loss in my life. My other friends apparently had other commitments, so they're dead to me now, and we're back here. So it's, <laughs> the, the world is back in order. <laughs> the world spins on its axis once again. Um, we we are back with Curse of Trab. We are still missing one of our lovely members. Uh, those of you who uh, know has has been away for the last little bit over in Egypt, lucky bastard. But we have replaced him with someone far more attractive, Josh. <laughs> Some of you might know from the Roll Together streams. Josh, you're at a couple of different uh, campaigns, including... Are we allowed to announce that there's a very exciting campaign coming up that you are a part of, that I'm very... Uh... There is one coming up that I am... Um, I don't think it's been announced yet, but hey, why not? <laughs> well. breaking, breaking news. Josh, would you like to tell us a little bit about... Uh, I, think, I think let's start with the campaign that you're currently in, and then let's jump across to the brand new campaign that's going to be on... It's on Roll Together, uh, twitch.tv slash Roll Together, isn't it? Yeah, yep. so twitch.tv slash Roll Together RPG, Mondays and Tuesdays, 6pm BST. This one will be running on Mondays, and it's called A Murderous Symphony. It is DM'd by myself, and it's got something to do with a murder in a theatre in the city of Neverwinter. So there's a lot more to it than that, but you'll have to watch it if you want to find out. So I, I mentioned to Josh only recently that I'm a huge fan of murder mystery D&D campaigns. Um, although, actually, this is a good time to plug that because it hasn't it hasn't come out yet. It's coming out this Friday. So um, Josh and I recently caught up on the Roll Together stream for a sit-down for the Table Talks interview, which is... Uh, oh, no, sorry. It was the questions one. Sorry, not Table Talk. Yeah, Talk Together. Talk Together. Thank you. Um, we had a little sit down for the Talk Together stream, which is coming out this Friday on the twitch.tv slash Roll Together RPG. So definitely go and check that out. I will post uh, some links to it in the video description and as a pinned comment when it does go live. Um, it's a really cool chat podcast where you roll a dice to figure out which questions get asked and just have a good time. And absolutely had a great time. It was lots of fun. And mentioned that we were a player down and luckily you had this little time slot free and here you are no no preparation very little time just brought you across quickly smashed out some character out for you which uh, those of you who are watching on the stream or on youtube will be able to see the um 
at least the torso of uh yeah straight underneath josh that's exactly right um you'll be able to see uh able to see josh's character out um will owen be in it uh i i'm in the i'm in the talk together episode but i'm not in this campaign coming up but uh if there's ever a guest spot josh you need someone to to jump in let me know i'm always uh always keen to jump across I'm not, um, I, I very rarely get to be a player, so uh, I'm always very excited when that happens. The uh, the curse of the Forever DM has been a, a powerful one that I have uh, had not much luck escaping, which I'm sure you uh, you understand very well, Josh. Yes, definitely. I'm more the Forever player, but I'm now getting more into being the Forever DM, so... It's I'm a slippery slope. Try to, try to stay at least 50-50 if you can, because once you fall into Forever DM, that's it like you're, you're stuck there forever let's do a quick recap get us across into the session and we will bring josh's character as quickly as possible into the action uh, as i possibly can uh although those of you who are seeing live will already see part of the artwork and his name just pretend you can't see it for the moment theater of the mind and then when we introduce his character you'll get to get to enjoy it firsthand straight off the bat hot off the press now let me do a recap let's jump into the session so previously on our curse of tried campaign the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. Trapped by strange magics, the group have now travelled westward, away from the sinister castle which reportedly houses the immortal ruler of these lands. Arriving in the town of Alaki, the group have been drawn into an investigation to locate the missing bones of a saint said to confer protection to the town. Along the way, the group teamed up with a crazy gnome sorcerer, Raspip, who was also searching for a lost item. Their paths leading in the same direction, the Wachter family, who had much to gain from the acquisition of both bones and enchanted ring. Last session, the group had begun a deeper investigation into the burgomaster of Valaki, Baron Vargas Valakovich. To this end, the group headed over to his manor, currently open to the public as part of the upcoming Festival of the Blazing Sun. With Theo, wild-shaped as a cockroach and hiding in Jonal's scarf, the duo snuck into the manor, pretending to be part of the town, gathering materials and creating wreaths to burn. Unfortunately, while Theo failed to detect anything of note inside the manor, Jonal was caught by the manor's butler. A quick application of the suggestion spell allowed Jonal to magically influence the butler to get a message to Victor, the son of Baron Vargas. Mission sort of accomplished. The duo now reunited. They attempted to head out nonchalantly, which was not successful. A guard spotting Jonor acting strangely and accidentally drawing the attention of the Burgomaster. Smooth talk and a large smile allowed Jonor to get out safely, meeting up back with the team. With a rendezvous organized for midnight with Victor, the team had a brief rest in the church before heading out into the night. Jonor and Theo, using their impressive bluffing skills, managed to convince Victor that they were powerful mages who were willing to help him with his spellcasting if, if, if he was willing to assist them. While the two headed back and scaled the side of the uh, Valakovich household with Victor, the rest of the party kept a bit of a distance, observing from afar, managing to stay out of sight of the Baron's son. Once inside the manor, Jonor and Theo discovered that Victor had been raising the skeletons of cats from the dead. Under the instructions of a sinister book acquired from the Arasek stockyard, it seems that Victor had been learning this book alphabetically, starting with A, animate dead. However, he had skipped a few pages and also tried out T for teleportation circle. It was quickly revealed this had not been going well. 
with the daughter of uh, the Wokta family, Stella Wokta, having been the victim, the latest victim of this teleportation circle and driven mad. The terribly inscribed runes and poor magical knowledge having previously disintegrated two servants of the Velakovich household. Jonor and Theo debated how to handle this situation and decided to confiscate this spellbook along with some other items of interest from Victor, promising to look over them, decide how to best handle the situation and come back the following evening, ostensibly to help him repair his teleportation circle, a spell Jonor does not know very well at all. While this was going on, Grinna sweet-talked some guards, got them drunk, pretending to be... Uh, you were a... Was it a sergeant? No, you were a... Uh, Lance Corporal. You, Lance, Lance Corporal. Corporal. Thank you, yeah. Jonah. Yeah, you thank you, Tom. Why am I calling you characters now? Um, you pretend That's to be a Lance right. Corporal of the uh, of the uh, Valaki Watch, managing to get two guards drunk and sending them on their way. While this was going on, Luther had scaled the side of the building and was observing everything that was going on inside the house, while Tithler had a bit of a look around, keeping watch and making sure no one spied the group's uh, nighttime activities. That is where we left off last session, the guards having just departed the front of the Velakovich household, Grinner now the only person guarding the front door to this manor house. It is very late at night. Grinner? You are still at the front of the manor, having just dismissed the two drunk guards back to their bed after getting them uh, quite shit-faced on whiskey. Jonor and Theo, you are on your way out through the window, having just spoken with Victor and coming to the agreement that you would go through the books and information before meeting up back with him. Luther, at this point, you're still on the side of the house, holding on to the, uh, the edge of the eave hanging down just out of view of the window, but well within earshot of the uh, of the room inside. Having now heard that uh, Jonor and Theo plan on departing, it's up to you how you want to get yourself out of this situation. Uh, whether or not you want to meet up with Jonor and Theo on the roof or make your way elsewhere, that's completely up to you. Um, <clears throat> I think I think I'll just stay here for now and then. Um, I might I might actually scale up further up because there's a window then obviously there's more roofing so i'll get up on the roof looking down at them as they come out so you know that jonor and theo will be coming out through the hatch in the roof there's actually a hatch on the side of the roof that leads into ah, this attic right, space gotcha. that's where they're going to be exiting to then climb back down that tree uh, although i mean given given your role last time with mage hand jonor you could just marry poppins back down with your mage hand again if yeah, you want I'm really that way yep jonor uh for your benefits uh Jonor has the uh, the uh, what's it called the telekinetic feet for Mage Hand, and last session had to make a bit of a jump across a gap using Mage Hand. Uh, just just jump across using athletic check. He used his Mage Hand to like Mary Poppins him across. I think he got like a natural twenty five. I'm pretty 24. sure. Yeah, nat twenty. Yeah. But I got like a four. I think on the first roll, so that that hand did one hundred percent of the work. Yeah. So your yeah your athletic check was a four. Your hand telekinetic push was natural yeah. twenty. So. We yeah. have been uh, have been enjoying the uh, the Mary Poppins hand with your yeah your very buff uh, aggressively muscular mage hand. Yep, compensates. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so yeah, Luther. In that case, then, did you want to meet them on the roof or scale down the side of the building? Currently, at the moment, with the moon in the position high above, you are shrouded in shadows. The trees that border this estate providing a really nice dappled shade cover on the side of the building. That same wall you you scurried up the side of to get here 
No, I think I might just uh, scale back down. I'll go sort of where I don't think anyone will be, and then I'll do my uh, damp here. Basically run down the building. Yeah, now we did a stealth check for this last time, and I believe Tithla and Grinna. So yeah, Tithla and Grinna saw Grinna. me at the very end of yeah. it as I sort of came up over, because cool. I was out of sight. Uh, do you want to make Grinna, like piece together? Yeah, you, for the first time ever. You did piece together a little bit. Yeah, you've just started discussing the fact that maybe one of your party can walk up walls and why that might be the case after, what session are we on now? Like 28 or something? <laughs> um, well, that's a good point. So for Josh, I guess for context, I've hidden the fact that I'm a damn peer yeah. to the whole party for like the entirety of our sessions. And we're desperately five. been hiding it as much as possible. Very that's fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you want to make me a quick stealth check then, Luther, just to see how stealthily you scale down the side of the building? Tithley, you don't need to make a perception check. You made one last time. You've been on watch this whole time. You don't need to roll anything again. We'll keep your previous perception, which I believe from memory was... Uh, I think it was like an 18 or something. Uh, that was your stealth check. Maybe you don't have a perception. In that case, then maybe hmm. maybe I will get you to roll me a perception check. I'm just looking back. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Roll, roll a perception check anything. for an investigation check. Why not? Let me hit a button. Why not? 23 for Luther, not bad. Perception, you suck, you silly computer. <laughs> Tithla, at this point, I'd say probably you're distracted. As the two drunk guards begin meandering down the street, one of them jumping into a bush briefly when Grinner calls out, or oh, you'll get court-martialed if you're not careful, lads. Um, you have to quickly scurry away from your hiding spot across the street and move into an area of darker shade as the two guards kind of stumble past you. Once they get out of sight, Luther just coincidentally had used this opportunity to quickly run through uh, and get into position. Luther, you find your way back to Tithla pretty quickly. It's not, it's very clever. not, a hard, not a hard task. She's right where you left her pretty much. As she's sort of looking, I'm going to try and have my face be the first thing she sees in the darkness. You need to stop doing this. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so I'm going to do that and then I'm going to be like, and then I'll, then I'll quickly go back out and then I'll- She goes to punch as you then move back. <laughs> and a tiny goblin fist just missing. Um, as, uh, as Jonor and Theo get to the, uh, the top of the roof and begin climbing down, I won't have you guys roll athletics checks um, or anything like that. You roll to get up here. It, great, with, uh, great. With Theo helping you now, no longer in cockroach form, he can help you get across. And as you climb down to the base of the tree and peer around the side of the manor house, you can see Grinner kind of standing there looking around. Grinner, I mean, you did just successfully bluff your way into removing <laughs> all guards from the Velakovich household. Do I know that, that was all the guards? All well, they, they said they said as they're leaving. Oh, thanks for keeping watch. Someone will relieve you. I think I think um, I think it was Eskel who went. Oh, thanks for keeping watch, mate. Someone will someone will be back in a bit. We were due to be relieved in two or three hours. Appreciate it. <laughs> as he then hiccups from the uh, whiskey you'd been feeding him. <laughs> okay. Um, do I do I see the guys coming down the tree? I know that's kind of around the corner, but would I have heard? No, it's, it's on the, the opposite side of the house. That's the back of the house. You're at the front of the house. If you okay. can imagine, imagine the side of them climbing up a tree in the front of the house, like townhouses all around windows open, just looking onto them as they go climb up the tree. They, they did choose a slightly stealthier approach. <laughs> so, all right. Um, any sharp rocks on the ground? Uh, as like you look down, there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cobblestones in this area, while at the front of the Burgermaster's house have been well-maintained, that low-set wall that the guards had been leaning on, uh, as, as you look, there's a few chipped and, and slightly broken rocks. It looks like this wall's been here for a long time. It's not been well-maintained parts of it. Pick up a broken rock, yeah? 
Okay. And the the wall you said it's kind of crumbly and falling apart. Yeah, it's about about waist height stone wall around the front of the manor house, containing a garden. It's decorative rather than functional. Okay, and just sorry, describe to me the very front of the manor house. What's it look like? So large like two story like manor house, double doors leading in, uh, two sets of two windows on the ground floor on either side. So a total of four windows. So window, window, door, window, window. The second level, which is you suspect looking at has been added later on, kind of hangs slightly over the front of the lower floor, creating almost a natural alcove underneath where the door is set in. Again, uh, two sets of windows, then a large circular stained glass window, and then two more square windows after that. All right, one more question. I've are described windows because the... I think I can figure out where you're going with this. <laughs> uh, are there any lights on in any of the windows? Yes, there are. The downstairs window closest to the door on the left-hand side, as you look at it, you can see a soft, warm glow coming from within, partially obscured by closed curtains. As you have a bit of a look up and gaze towards the upper floor, the farthest right window is open. There are no curtains drawn, and you can see warm candlelight or firelight illuminating the room, along with shadows occasionally moving backwards and forwards inside the room. Someone moves around in there. All right. Okay. That changes my plan slightly. Um, is there a landing in front of the, the front doors? Yeah, I'd say probably like a five-foot um, stone landing leading up to the front door with some steps just before it that, uh, that lead down the pathway. Perfect. I'm going to use my rock to scratch into the landing yep. um, just on the floor. Your guards are shit. <laughs> cool. Uh, do you write it facing the road or facing the door? So the person who At opens the door. At least I didn't doors... fall asleep on guard, though. <laughs> uh, um, it's not fair to you. Uh, yeah, I'll write it facing the door. So as uh, someone opens the door and looks down, it's the first thing they see oriented towards them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and, and at the end of that, underneath, I'll say, your town hates you. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, the text isn't huge to fit all of this in. There's a fair, like, this is an essay for Grinner, what sure. you're writing out it's, here. It's a um, lot, yeah. This is, this is probably the most you've ever written in a single go. As you begin <laughs> scratching away um, and etching into the stone, luckily the stone that you have in your hand seems to be... Um, quite a sharp edge stone and the landing probably some sort of basalt as you just scratch away quite easily carving in these letters you leave behind almost like a crumbled white residue not dissimilar from like a gravelly chalk spelling out uh your guards are shit and your town hates you or just p.s your yeah. town hates you no and your town hates your you. your guards are shit and your town hates you okay great <laughs> fantastic as you finish carving the last s on hates and then move on to the letter u because would, would you do the Y-O-U or just... He wouldn't even know that's a thing. Okay, the letter U. <laughs> Finish carving it in. You see the rest of your party sort of like look around the corner at you. Jonah, at this point, you see Grinner carving something into the stone landing. Theo behind you goes, what, what is that brute doing? What, what's, what is going on behind there? Oh, I'm, I'm sh I don't know where he's gotten his guards to go, but he's at the front. I look around, no other guards. Um, hey, psst. You can, you can stage whisper. You can stage whisper, remember. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you, you, you good over there? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, if, uh, are you doing something good right now or uh, are we good to go? Uh, uh, 
I'm done, mate. Let, let's fuck off. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Brilliant. Right. As you guys meet on the far side of the street, a few houses back from the Vlakovich household and reconvene all together, we're actually going to jump away from the five of you and over towards Killian. Killian, you have been in the town of Vallaki only for a day or so at this point. You have been, you've probably been here before. I'll leave that up to you. You've, as you know, you've been in Barovia for a little bit of time. Uh, I'd say it's probably very likely you've been to Vallaki at least once or twice before, but your experiences in this town have led you to not generally spend too long here. The Baron Vargas Velakovich is clearly a psychopath um, and delusional. He forces everyone he sees to smile constantly. He throws festivals every week, proclaiming that uh, all will be well when people can smile. Um, there's a number of catchphrases that you've heard him say, something like smiles go for miles and use the joy to banish the gloom, things like that. And it's, it's all been a little bit much. And so generally you've done your best to not bring too much attention to yourself in Valaki and not stay too much before. However, your journeys have once again brought you back through this town. Interestingly, your stop at the Blue Water Inn for a quick drink and a bite to eat has revealed newcomers to the town, unfamiliar folk, one of whom sounds like they may match the description of one of the people you've been looking for that you've lost. A uh, human man dressed in a long coat with a scar on his face and neck. Not too dissimilar from one of your previous party members, if someone was to describe them at a, at a glance. Given this description, knowing that these people are still in town, it might be worth having a quick check. What's the harm? So you spend most of the afternoon wandering around trying to locate these people. A few of the townsfolk have seen them. Um, you know that they were involved with something to do with the Wachter house and the disappearance of Lady Wachter along with one of her children. Um, there also seems to be a lot of work around the town. A lot of the Wachter guards, the private mercenaries hired by the Wachter family, seem to be gathering cats for some reason. You have no idea why. If you, I mean, if you were to question one of them, do you reckon that's something Killian would do? Ask it. What, what are you guys doing? Not really. No. No. He, he just wants care. to yeah. get in, get out as soon as possible. Fair. One of the one of the Lord's crazy schemes, probably yeah. again. Something, something weird. For some reason, I mean, and watching the sight of a whole bunch of hired, grizzled mercenary killers. Uh, try and herd cats probably is a little bit funny um, and for, you don't know what is going on with that seems very odd um, by the time you get a bit of a hint that they might be at the church uh, with Father Dorovich um, you head across unfortunately you seem to have just missed them this group had departed right as the sun had uh, no, actually, you guys had left uh, closer to midnight, wasn't it? It was closer to... to um... Yeah, midnight. Yeah, closer to midnight. Because yeah, it was a one o'clock meeting, wasn't it? It was a midnight meeting, I think. So ah. you'd, you'd probably left the church around about 10 o'clock. So yeah, so so by the time night had fallen and you were ready to give up, someone had pointed you towards the church and the church of St. Andrew and uh, Father Dorovich. 
Heading there, you meet with the priest um, who very happily points you towards um, the center of town and the Arasek stockyard saying, Oh, I, I believe they had some business at the stockyard. Maybe if you were to head back there, you might catch them. But um, you're welcome to wait here. They often uh, come back here to, uh, to meet up. Some of their friends are still here. Uh, not tonight. They've, they've headed out for some other business. But um, you're welcome to spend the night here. We have some beds free if you need. Otherwise, the Blue Water Inn is as good a place as any to have a sleep. Thank you very much. Um, I think I'll hang around here for a little bit and then uh, if they do not come back within a few hours, I will head back to the to the inn. Oh, perfect. No problems at all. Uh, well, you're welcome to, to sit here. I'll uh, fetch you some bread and some cheese, hey? And with that, Father yes. Dorovich, this, this elderly gentleman who looks to be probably in his uh, late 60s, early 70s, quite portly, which is a bit unusual for most denizens of Barovia, um, dressed in very classic, long, flowing brown robes, um, very kindly brown eyes. Yeah, happily just wanders off and meanders back again a few moments later with a uh, half a half a loaf of bread and some cheese and a knife and puts them out on the table along with a flagon of, uh, of wine and gives you a nod and a smile and heads back to, uh, to work on the uh, project, as he puts it. Um... Let's jump back then to the rest of the party while Killian is in the church. The rest of the group, what would you guys be doing? As you as you reconvene, Theo looks towards the, the rest of you, nods, looks at Jonor's... Because, uh, Jonor, you've currently got the spell book that you took from... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book of we Black have Arts. one or both? You took both. The astral. Yeah, I think yeah so you left both. him his personal spell book. You've taken the Astral Wayfarer's Guide and you took the Book yeah. of Black Arts as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Well, we've got some uh, some goods here. I'm very happy to say we've had a very good success. Um, looking around, making sure this is all out of earshot of guards and all that. Um, so uh, our friend who owned the store um, definitely was telling us the truth. This is a book of some serious magic and... He was attempting to use this and might have um, fried the mind of um, the daughter of the Wachta family, is, uh, is the short way to put it. So we're settling on the idea that her mind wasn't split into nine separate cats. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, that's the conclusion that I'm going to draw. Um, you know, there's uh, she touched a dangerous circle and the circle did awful things to her mind. Imagine like the, you know, a, a pancake and just Sorry, are you saying that it's her fault? Uh, look, if she it's, hadn't uh, touched her circle, then it, you know it's sort of her fault because she touched. At the this circle. point, I'm going to say the uh, the victim we're not going to point towards. Um, it's a good it's idea. Be leaving a really dangerous thing hanging around. Um, just just unwise, I would say. Jared, yeah, no, I want to say well done on some progressive thinking for once. Oh, thank you. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, it's much improved from trying to, you know, buy children, but that's okay. Hey, hey Luther, um, how's how is your scouting just going? On on record, just <laughs> because you bring this up every time. Do we need context. They're like, <laughs> Jonah offered your character a scholarship to study magic, and you have turned that into uh -huh. this narrative of uh -huh. buying children. Yeah, do you want to come with me? I'll give uh -huh. you my money. I mean, yeah. look, I will. I will say no this. Scholarship. I will say this, the way Tom approached that conversation, it was awkward it as did all hell. come across a little bit like he was trying to yeah, buy yeah. context, like, yeah. More than a little bit. He was <laughs> eating, be he, didn't, he didn't mean to, like, say, I'll yeah. buy you. He was like... Because he never said those words. He accidentally said that he'd he like, buy me. Would, would money, would money help? I could offer some money. Like, would that help? 
make up your mind, I think is exactly what you said. Which is the sort said. of thing you would say in a subtle way if you were trying to buy someone. Yeah. You wouldn't <laughs> just right. sit out and say it, would you? All right. Moving on. And this, this, <laughs> I, this, this gives me a headache every time, and you seem <laughs> dedicated to bringing it up. That context in. Um, but Karen. no, I look at um, I look at Jonah. Um, <clears throat> look, the uh, the scouting was all right overall. Uh, didn't really come across much. But um, you forgot to mention Jonah the uh, the fact that a few servants have also been um, vaporized, pretty much. Yes, the his, uh, creepy. Magic. The creepy boy managed to disintegrate a chimney sweep and a maid, I believe. Theo chimes yep. in. There's um, dust marks on the ground where they probably were burnt on the spot. Um, so, yeah, hand is not... He's got blood on his hands, that's um, that's for sure. Yeah, I was I was very close to murdering him on the spot, you know, but then uh, we found out the book that uh, Jono carries is probably cursed and might be partially to blame for his uh, shit actions. Yeah, so it's uh, not a not a clear black and white situation. We gotta consider it a little bit further. When um, so, when you when you guys are actually in there, did you uh, notice any malicious intent coming across from said individual? He honestly seemed just like a curious, inquisitive fourteen-year-old boy. But um, when when pressed, uh, Theo, you pointed out that his reaction was, "I want to be strong, or I want to be great, and I can become become powerful with this book." So yeah. You know, there's some sort of maybe like addiction going on. It, it, it weird, weird behavior. I well, should so say, don't saying? don't touch the book. It tried to make me want it as well, but uh, I am too strong, too beautiful. Um, if this book is that scary, should we maybe take it back to the church and get Dad to have a look at it, or is that <laughs> a like super bad idea? Ooh, that's a that's actually a really good point. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Go. Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. Um, any any sort of goodness we can distill into this thing would be probably worth a shot. Yeah, I just mean if, you know, that's a really good place, if that's a really bad book, it just sort of... Well, um, if we have a chat to the father, he might um, he might actually know some uh, ways to purge it if it's uh, evil. Can, I, can oh. that wait till morning, though? I'm fucking hungry and I'm really tired. Uh, do we, we don't have to do that tonight, do we? Yeah, we've got a we've got about a day up our sleeves to um to do whatever we want with this book. Also, so just just so I can understand all this properly, we're not killing anybody in the house this evening. Or cats. That's correct. Yeah, I think we've um, reached our uh, I think we've reached our um, objective for tonight. So uh, I reckon we go back to the inn and uh, should have we a nice maybe seat. at least drop the book off if it is this dangerous and we don't want people to touch it. Maybe we don't take it somewhere crowded with people. Also, I mean, that would be a little bit church. funny, though, wouldn't it? We 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 have been offered a place to stay at the church if we wanted to. Otherwise, we could go back to the uh, the Blue Water I get, Inn. I get confused. Well, we don't have to pay if we stay with uh, with Father Lucian. He does not I charge us. I got something to tell you. I'm not paying either way. <laughs> Jonah looks down at uh, her unapprovingly. I don't, I don't have any money. That's why I can't pay. We we all work together. We know you've got money. That's uh, that's not going to work. No, <laughs> I don't have any money. Theo still has all the money. I I do have most of the money, but you have yes. some money. You little shit. Uh, <laughs> not not for bed. Okay, then you I say we go to the church and we drop off this book and maybe grab something to drink. 
Yeah, okay. we're right here. Or what well, if we go past the inn, grab a drink, go to the church, go see dad, see if he can help us, and then we get the drink. What if they don't Second let us? Wait, oh, right. Yeah, whatever. I, I could not care less how we do it, in what order. We'll take Dre, take away. Okay, sure, we'll do yeah. that. Um, take away right, cheese. Man. Well, yeah, I'd go take away ale, but cheese will do, I guess. In the interests of not having Josh sit here for a half a session smiling and looking beautiful, um, you guys walk past the Blue Water Inn, pick up some food, pick up some drinks. Um, I'll we'll figure, out, figure out. We'll figure out gold and stuff after if you like. Um, but it's it's going to cost you for like a couple of bottles of ale, some bread, some cheese, some meats. Uh, it'll probably come to about three gold total for a couple of After serves of those for all of you. After doesn't have any money, she'll then foot that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and with that, as you guys begin heading towards the Church of St. Andrew, it is now very, very late. There are no people out and about. By the time you get back to the church, Father Dorovich has gone to bed. The front doors uh, are locked as you go to try them. Uh, before you then remember there is that side door around the back near the uh, the tool shed. As you head on through and open the door, emerging into the Undercroft and Guest Wing, you see an unfamiliar face sitting there, probably sipping on, uh, on some of the wine, finishing off the last of the cheese. As you guys walk into the room, Josh, could you please describe your character? So, standing about six foot tall, uh, not quite full, elven ears, maybe half elven ears. A lot of grey everywhere, wearing basic breastplate. The left arm is completely exposed and is very heavily scarred and ends in a stump where the hand should be. There's no hand. Has a sword on the back and the other arm is completely, almost like gladiator style, armoured up. Uh, just sat there with a little bit of a flame going on, eating some cheese and as you all walk in look towards you oh great would you guys like to really quickly describe what your characters look like uh for josh's benefit starting with jacob uh yeah tithla is a small little goblin girl wearing her bow across her back and like a little blue cloak um jonah is a uh, uh sorry well, i was just gonna say do you have your drake with you Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so my, my drake that I don't forget about is currently white. Um, Jonor is a uh, blonde-haired, sort of humanoid, um, probably like five, five, six, five, seven, um, dressed in robe, likely academic, you know, of that sort, kind of meek. Cool. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, yep. So I'm playing Luther. Um, as he sort of walks in, he has like a think like almost like sort of like a i'm going for like a cowboy aesthetic if you can't tell sort of by the voice that i butcher but um <laughs> he wears like a long sort of like duster coat um he has you can see like a glint of steel um we have a closer look i've got a pistol strapped to my side um and yeah i wear like these like sort of um like black glasses brown glasses i have a sort of like a classic sort of duster sort of like like sort of a what you know western sort of um inspired Stetson hat. hat as well yeah yes yeah, one of those sort of ones um sort of like sort of white hair you can't really see too much though um and yeah that's pretty much it like yeah six foot as well um and a bit more on the more dex dexter dexterous side a bit more lithe so not as like not very like bulky that's uh that's luther 
But the one you notice most of all, Killian, is Grinner. Grinner. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Grinner is about 6'4", uh, about 45-ish years old, very grizzled looking. He's got um, this little dog-end cigarette just dangling out of his mouth. Um, he's got this massive, deep scar across his neck that goes right from one side to the other. Um, in kind of very military-esque garb, big um, navy trench coat. Um, but you notice that there's a lot of fresh ur patches where any military rank or symbols have been removed. Um, got sort of a slouch cap sort of thing on, um, and noticeably no weapons. There is a passing resemblance. You can see how perhaps people, particularly uh, the patrons of the Blue Water Inn, might have mistaken the descriptions of a tall, scarred man for one of your companions. I'd say probably killing. There's a moment of hope as this figure steps in and then that realisation that, no, this isn't who you were looking for. Great. More fresh ones. Fantastic. So, um, to find the, the term fresh there, my friend, um, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, um, um, you seem to um, be a face we haven't seen here before, so uh, I guess you sort of fall into that fresh bracket in this town. You look like you've not been here for that long. There's, uh, there's not enough stink of death around you. Grinner sniffs his Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, if, uh, oh, sorry, you guys, I was going to do Theo, but no, Grinner. Who's, uh, who's, you know, throwing all these accusations around? Who the fuck are you? Name's Killian. Alright. That's a very okay. ominous name. It is. <laughs> uh, I will do it if you guys are being assholes. Killian, I'm Theo. Hello. <laughs> uh, is the priest still up or have you killed him? He has gone to bed. I have not killed him. When you say gone to bed, you don't mean like like a dirt nap sort of a thing, do you? I smothered him with a pillow in his sleep. Okay, we're going to have some problems if you've done that, okay? I definitely not, no. I think he was joking. I, I do not think that was something that he did. I think he would not just tell us if he had smothered the priest with a pillow. I think he would wait till we were asleep and smother us with pillows I, I also just wouldn't say that if I hadn't done it you know maybe he's that... straight face every time he says it so you can't tell if he's joking or not nice <laughs> great so yeah, he's so... got a completely straight face every time he says anything I can't tell whether he's done it or not <laughs> Grinner's gonna stride up to Killian stand right in front of him kind of just stare at him for a minute with the dog end out of his mouth and just put out his hand to shake Killian's hand I put out the opposite hand because I vote because you know, stump. So yeah. you're gonna have to swap. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You've done yourself a fucking mischief, haven't you, mate? Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the yeah, um, yeah that's uh, the pop calling the kettle black there, my friend. Well, I still got both of these ones working, don't I? Wow. I can see this is go. I also have the ability to use my left hand, but um, that is not something I would like to show in this particular down so 
Ooh, that's cool. Uh, appreciate what I do. Oh, is is that uh, some sort of a magical thing you're going on there? Um, what's what's tell me about that? That's very intriguing. It is magical, yes. It is. Um, oh, not tasteful magic, as it were. Again, not something I should be bringing up in the church. All right, this group will fit right in with tasteless magic. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, I I'm Tisla, and I'm gonna go and check on Dad and make sure he's not dead. Okay, and Tisla scurries off. Make sure to take the pillow off of his face. <laughs> this starts running faster. <laughs> as you as you um, sprint you... up into the priest's room, uh, you see he's fast asleep. <laughs> no pillow on his head. Tisla goes and checks that the pillow is under his head. Uh, it, by pulling it out or just, just leave it? <laughs> just, to, just to like fluff it a little bit on the sides. Like, yep, no, cool. Like she'll touch the pillow and then touch his face and make sure that the pillow is not on the face and then she'll leave. Perfect. So, uh, Killian, um, so we, our friend Grinner is, you know, the way he's called Grinner because he's got a certain type of personality. Um, Killian, is, is that a play on words there? Like, uh, is that a name given to you or is that self-elected? How, how did, how did this one come about? You'd think so, wouldn't you? No, it was the name given to me at birth. My name, my full name is Killian Maxwell. Okay, all right, good. I'm, I'm happy to hear it wasn't elected to you. That uh, rest uh, gives me a bit of assurance. That's um, very kind. Thank you. Oh, oh, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, we, we know that, Tifla. He, he was, he well, was yeah. just having you on. No, you know because I just told you. Well, yeah, I know. For certain, you know what, I didn't um, really care either way anyway, to be honest. You know what, Bruno? It's better to just let this one, uh, let this one be... Um, so um, I look at Killian. So um, I guess the question here is, my friend, what brings you to this town? What's um, what's your business? If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to tell, of course, but um, by all means, um, I wouldn't mind hearing. I've been in Barovia for quite a while now. Um, I've come through this town on numerous occasions. Uh, it is not my favorite place to be. I try to stay here for as little of time as possible. I travel around mainly. I'm in search of some former comrades who I have lost in my time since I've been here. Uh, I had heard word of one of them being here, and I looked towards Grinner. Uh, matched your description, but unfortunately is not you. Well, how, how the fuck do you lose your friends? This place isn't that big, is it? Like We're all trapped in like a giant bubble, right? How do you lose them? Uh, we were I... ambushed. So they're all probably dead, dead, right? I, I do not know. I was unconscious at the time. So I was. I woke up in a ditch. Uh, they were nowhere around. There were no bodies, not even of the people that we had killed. So I do not know if they are alive, if they are dead, if they are undead. I do not know. Are they um, the Vistani? No, jolly, it, it was a bit like yourselves, a very uh, eclectic group. Who who did the attacking though? Was that was that monsters or? It was it was more uh, people in uh, like rags, not yeah, right. wearing an awful lot. You might call them uh, like tribesmen. 
Okay, I've never, I've never come across these rest. people myself. Sorry, what was that? I I, think, I don't think uh, any of us have come across uh, those people. Um, so by all means, it's uh, a very interesting tale you've spun. I guess um, the question is, if your friends aren't here, then where are your journeys taking you next? I will. I will just keep traveling around until I pick up more information. I, I will stay here for a few more days, just in case there is any more news that comes through the tavern. Just before the Lord decides to throw his next festival, I will leave. It took me a few weeks to get the last lot of bunting out of my shoes, <laughs> and I do not wish to do that, especially now that I only have one hand. Um, so, well, um, you, you look pretty capable. Uh, we're we're looking to try and get rid of that bloke. You you want to help us do something about that while you're I, here anyway? I I mean I would certainly not refuse the offer. Do, do you have a suitable replacement? No, he needs to just stab him a few times and then someone else pops up. He means yes. We actually, we yes, actually we do, do have someone lined up. I don't know why Gruner's not uh, divulging do that. Oh, I think I just straight up forgot is what happened. <laughs> Which so I think makes sense. We did just come from the the inn with a drink, so that makes sense. <laughs> Thirty couple in. Hmm, interesting. No, I would definitely take you up on that offer. Yeah, because we, we don't like him too now? much either. He's a bit weird, to be honest. And it's coming it's from a bloke named Gritter, so you know. Uh, have you have you been present at one of his uh, parties? Uh, no, but we've we've had we've been close enough to him to know what sort of a twat he is. We've um, we've seen his madness firsthand. There's been a few uh, things happen that uh, well, just brings uh, a bit of light to certain things, I guess. He needs to go. He's he's crazy. Oh, oh, that reminds me, you lot. <laughs> you won't believe what funny shit I wrote on his front door. <laughs> you can uh, worse driving. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good for later. I hope he sees that. I wish I could see his face when he sees it. What did yeah. you write? Oh, I told him his guards are shit. This town hates him. Um, would it would it not have been easier just to put shit guard town hates you? Well, yeah, but that's not. I mean, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, <laughs> to be honest. Though, does it? Mm-hmm. So uh, oh, it's basically, I've got a quick question for for Grinner. Um, oh no! Yeah, my apologies. Is there anyone else in this town other than the mysterious new people who've just turned up, who might make some sort of action like that towards, you know, the boss in charge, or or is the sample, not sample, the suspect pool going to be exclusively? the five, now six, new people who have just turned up. Uh, to be know, fair, could... One yeah, of whom has already been away. in the stocks. I, I don't think... I don't think that's anything to worry about at all. I'm just... Okay, cool. That's good then. That's lucky. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Killian, Shit. what's your um, passive perception? Just out of interest. It's going to be nine. high. Nine. That's not going to be high. Never mind. Oh, good. Mine is, mine's higher than that. Mine is... 14. 14. I was going to say, that makes a lot more sense. 14. Uh, Killian, you hear something. Anyone with a 14 or higher hears this as well. 
for a brief second, could have sworn you thought you heard the sound of stone dragging against stone coming from below the floor down in the catacombs. Did you hear that? I heard that. I also heard that. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. What time? What? It's like what? Probably two o'clock in the morning, three yeah, o'clock in the morning like by now? Yeah, it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. Okay. That's Killian, you've probably had a nap <laughs> while waiting here. <laughs> Just How long brief. have you been waiting for us? Uh, it's been a few hours. I was meant to go back to the to the inn after. I was going to wait here for two, three hours. Have, and I was going to go back to sound? the inn. But Why you been waiting? I, not, no, this is the first time that I've heard it. Hear, hear what? So, what the fuck are you hearing? Just the, the... You should be very familiar with it. It was like a stone-on-stone stone sort of a sound. Uh, well, really? Does We're anybody strong. know the entrance to the catacombs? Well, Some I'm of pretty you sure they're down. Some of you went there to go and investigate where the bones had been taken from. Yeah, so that'd be me, Jonor, and... Um, Theo. Theo. Uh, yeah, we can we can show you where that is. We should probably go and make sure the bones aren't being stolen again. Uh, do you want to go down and I will wake the priest? You guys can head, make a head start and I will meet you there with the priest. Uh, sure, but I what's that going to do? What, what's the priest going to do? Um, we can right, do maybe magic. Just... Please don't wake him up with a pillow on his face. Look, maybe just, uh, Theo, for now I reckon we'll just let him be. Just stay up, uh, up here and just uh, keep an eye out. It could be nothing. Um... We'll go down and have a quick look, and if, if things turn pear-shaped, by all means, uh, bring him out. Oh, okay. Sounds like a plan. Good all luck. Right. We'll close the door and um, we'll peek our head down. As you begin moving towards the catacomb entrance, Jonor, you head back into the main section of the chapel. Just behind the dais is the section of stone that is lifted up to reveal the ladder down into the lower catacombs. The stone has been moved and placed neatly beside the dais, revealing the chamber below and a faint flickering light coming from down deep in the catacombs, already opened when you guys get there. Hmm. Um, hey, Killian, that's, that's was concerning. someone over here just before? Well, I've not seen anybody here. I've not heard any this stone be moved. So no one's come in here, so in the last couple of hours. I've been raiding for hours or they've got or they've snuck past you. Well, they, they would have come in through the front door, so the opposite end of the church to where Killian was seated. Sure. sure. About about as far away from where the two like the two locations are on like opposite sides of the church. So the fact that you guys heard anything below you is actually pretty astonishing. And we, we tried that front door too, so whoever's come through is locked behind them as well. Yeah. Um, can I stick my head just very gingerly over the edge and look down? Yeah, you can see blackness below you, Grinner, and the faint flickering torchlight coming from the passageway beyond. Oh, wait, yeah, because Grinner's a human. He can't. He doesn't actually have dark vision, right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, um, how about um, how about I have a quick? I'll, I'll quickly go in and check it out, and uh, we'll see I, if there's actually anything down there. Yeah, I could come with send you. somebody else if you'd like. I have a companion that I could send. Yeah, right. the ability to see in the dark. Um, I, I, I don't want to be insensitive, but I thought you said all your companions had perished. 
<laughs> I do not know if one of my companions is first. This is more of a uh, familiar. Like somebody you're familiar with? It's like a pet. Oh, yeah. No, I got one of those. <laughs> He's right next to you. With <laughs> <laughs> the hand on the drake that's yeah. probably that you forgot about. <laughs> I've never forgot about him. Oh, well, by means, um, by all means, uh, Killian, but um, if you're if you're um, got something up your sleeve that will uh, help us in this time, I, I, I pass it to you, my friend. Uh, I apologize. The father is not awake, so I'd still feel kind of wrong doing this in a church. But for safety's sake, it would make more sense. And I'll take the large water jug that I have attached to my hip, very Final Fantasy X Orin style. <laughs> place it on the floor, pop the lid, and I'll swirl my hand around and you'll see blood comes out of the pot and I sort of slap it down on the floor and an owl made of blood pops out of the oh. blood out of the oh. Oh. and I'll send it down. It's my familiar. Oh. Oh, and when's the last time I actually consumed yeah, it's any It's been blood? a while since you had a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as the uh, <laughs> Tifa grabs onto onto Luther's side and says, "How disgusting is that? It's revolting." <laughs> is... I just I'm sitting there. You see like the slightest like saliva start dripping down. I was gonna say, <laughs> I... starts, he gets the shakes, but Tifa yeah, well, no, because we we've revulsion. been we've been using the addiction table to kind of deal with this. It's just that this is the first time it's been a long time since Luther partook of his favorite uh, favorite drink. Uh, Luther, I'm going to need a Constitution saving throw as you have reached. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since you enjoyed some blood. You are at uh, at uh, addiction level one. Tens not that great. What a tens tens not that great, oh. Luther. <laughs> as Killian begins oh. swirling the blood around and pulls it out, as soon as the cork comes off, that smell, that iron, that just fills your nose. Your heart beats a little bit faster and your vision zooms in on this essentially clay jug full of your favorite liquid. <laughs> as Killian then dips his finger in, swirls it around and pulls out the owl. You watch as he just, you almost reach for him in anger as he throws this blood on the ground. What a waste. He's just wasting it in front of you. And then as it slowly begins to form into the owl, yeah, you begin drooling very slightly over the side of your, uh, <laughs> side of your, your fangs inside your mouth visibly lengthen ever so slightly your eyes get that slighter dark red hue as the uh it takes all of your resistance not to leap and begin just sipping away at this uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try yeah. and do it a bit like a bit more like not stealthily but like non nonchalant i'm gonna try my best to walk up whoa that's um <clears throat> that's definitely a trick do you mind if i inspect it real quick so I've never seen by, this before. By all means, you may. I sort of, I squat down. I sort of have a look at it, and I, I actually touch it just to see if it's to see if it's corporeal. Yeah. Like, I want to. Say, I'm trying to get like a like a feel for it. Yeah. Does it leave any blood on my hands? Uh, I think it is. Hundred percent blood. I was gonna say it is real blood, isn't it? So yeah. No, but it doesn't leave blood on my hands. Is what I'm asking. Yes, it would. Cool. Oh, that's um, that's quite a that's quite a part of trick. Please continue, my friend. I disappear behind everyone. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's get a stealth check to see how well you disappear behind everyone. Well, no, yeah, no, I'll go I mean first. Is, I'll, wait, I mean is... I'll go hide behind everyone. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can do the stealth check. What I mean, I'm not disappearing. I'm just going at the back of the party. 
just moving back nonchalantly, trying trying to play it cool while yeah. your left hand begins sort of do, shaking very slightly. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. As you as you move to the back of the party and go to like <laughs> just just taste the blood. Oh, Luther, it's just not enough. <laughs> it's a taste. But almost that's worse in a way, because as soon <laughs> as you as soon as you finish the tiny, meager portion that's on your finger, oh, there's just almost a hunger for more. My question for Josh is, what what's the source of this blood? Is this so, humanoid or I would animal? say <laughs> Mix. Uh, it's, it's definitely tainted blood. Okay. Uh, it is my own blood, hence scars on my arm oh, no, yeah this is there is there is a, <laughs> if you are yeah with what you are you'd probably be able to taste there is a darkness to it maybe almost a dynamic i mean there's, the there's, a, there's a bitter taste to the blood and as you sort of finish drinking it oh. the sustenance that you were hoping to get from this is far lesser than it normally would be and that bitterness that's left behind in your mouth it's almost this, yeah, this dark, viscous, gooey blackness that's left behind this taste of decay and brimstone. I didn't even think about, like, the source. Oh. <laughs> Luther has been purely animal for, like, yeah, a while now. Years and years and years. And he had a slight hiccup when he was a bit younger with human blood. I'm not going to delve into that right now, but I've yep. added that into my backstory. So the fact that he's had human blood is very interesting. Would it your human. background background with Lysander, Lysandra, would, because it's sort of an evil thing, would maybe the, the goodness of that counteract you tasting something bad? Is like, no, is he's, he's not a cleric of Lysander. No. Um, no. He's not a, a priest. He's merely a believer and tries his best to follow her tenets and guidelines. But he, sure. and that, I mean, and you guys don't know this, but obviously for Jared, that's how Luther's been able to stave off the full transformation into a vampire by abiding by Lysander's decrees and following her example, you've been spared the worser parts of this transformation. But as human blood, ostensibly mostly human blood, goes into your mouth, the hunger you've denied for so long is still there, <laughs> worse than ever. And that that's going to move you up on the addiction table. I'm going to I'm going to move you up one space on the addiction table. Perfect. We will discuss the effects of that a little bit later. Um, Actually, because you've also just drunk demonic blood, I will get a quick sanity check from you. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, having a good night here tonight, aren't we? Thanks. Twenty-one. Though, you're fine. You're fine. Role. Yeah, you're absolutely fine. As uh, as you, I will let this slip though. Purely delectable. <laughs> okay. How loud are you when you say this? <laughs> Probably quite I, I... loud, given that you're a bit distracted at the moment. Um, a little bit like a little, it's a bit of a slip. Everyone probably heard something but yeah. i will say this that was not like normal accent either yeah there you go Ooh. uh you guys anyone with the passive uh, perception of more than 10 <laughs> i'm gonna say uh here's that and yeah so it's Do like because it's from the back it's not it's not like super loud like you, you yeah. just it's almost like a little thing that you like it's almost like something at the back that you pick up on and it's like wait that's oh, okay that was strange a little bit you see my ears sort of prick up a little bit more than what they already do at something. 
Yuna's near the hole anyway, so he's I mean, not paying attention to that. Wait, what was that? Hello? Who's there? Oh, it's, um... Luther, did it's you see what's, someone what's, behind you? It's wrong to, um, no, I'm pretty sure that was... No, 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 nothing there at all. I think, uh... Some, I, I just heard someone. Playing... Oh, okay. Something's playing Marn's, uh, tricks on you, know, you Marn. It must sure be down here. Is... We'll go down here. Yeah, let's, let's check down eating there, the bones. Yeah, yeah you do will... you think you could maybe send your owl to go say hello? I sent my owl down into the hole to have a little look. As your owl flaps down into the catacombs, the vision quickly adjusting to the darkness, you see the long, narrow corridor leading into the uh, the deeper catacombs, rows and rows of stone sarcophagi and coffins set into the wall, some partially buried as cave-ins and collapsed roofs have dropped their contents onto and, and cracked a number of these open. As your owl reaches the end of the corridor, you see an unfamiliar figure. A woman, seemingly in her late 20s, early 30s, with long silver hair, dressed in these very light, flowing light blue silk robes, appears to be seated in the center of the room. She chants softly under her breath. Around her, a small light vortex of almost grey-white light spins softly. Occasionally you glimpse the sight of what only could be described as these like horrified faces, spectres of fear and pain, trying to pull their way out of the light before disappearing back into it and being lost in the pattern of swirling light. I would have gone into owl vision yeah. But instead of most people describe it as their eyes going white when they go yeah. into the vision, mine go blood red. And a little bit of blood sort of like dribbles out the side of your eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, <laughs> Amazing. Um, Luther. you just said, I will be saying back to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Luther, as you I, watch I as just, uh, Killian cries this. a little bit of blood, you're like, <laughs> I will say this. It is just. <laughs> just go up and lick them. It's like what the chances of. Um, our friend Josh here coming with a character that is so blood oriented. I told him nothing about your characters. <laughs> it is so coincidental. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. I will restrain myself, though, from jumping and leaping at his blood tears. <laughs> sure. Um, what a guy. As, as you guys hear that description, um, Killian, your, your owl sort of like stays back a little bit, keeping distance, and the woman in the center of the room continues to mutter slowly under her breath the the light shining around her in the very center of the room up against the wall is a large stone dais with a red velvet almost like um covering on the top upon which bones have been placed very reverently inside a glass case that covers the uh, the surface of the bones instead of being interested in these bones she appears to be focused on the sarcophagi on the left and right hand sides of the wall occasionally sort of turning her head reaching out a hand drawing a symbol in light this gray white light and then going back to the uh, the incantation i would say you know enough about magic to know that she is casting some sort of spell some sort of ritual spell uh <coughs> And given your particular class and uh, magical speciality, I would say Sorry, that... Sorry, what was uh, that again? 
It does seem to be belonging to a particular school of magic, which you uh, have also dabbled in. A little bit of necromancy, perhaps? Oh, it may very well be necromancy, which literally translates to speaking to dead. She does appear to be doing something with the dead, <laughs> occasionally speaking to them. So, yeah, something, how, something how, fishy going on here. How bad would it be, do you think, if the dead rose from the, from the sarcophagus and came up into the church uh, into the church probably not super good um if they left everyone alone i, I don't see it a pro- super a problem. good it's a bit of do a problem we, do we know any bit about who's in there like in the in the boxes that is not not the lady st andrew no well yeah but the bones but the other people too we didn't put we didn't put them in the box they're, they're downstairs on the the Altar fig, aren't they? I don't know. I've never been in here before. Well, how about we just put the stone back over the top and forget she's down there? How no, well, we have to. We have to go down there. If the bones are down there, we can't. We can't leave some stranger with the bones. Well, yeah, but she can't get out, right? So we just put the stone slab back over the top, put something extra heavy on it, and she can just die down there. Job we, done. We I will hope s- that she can't get out. Well, I will say that. this. The, uh, the fact that she's down there and even bypassed, you know, a lot of the uh, locked doors and the fact that the stone slab was in place when we arrived here. The she fact already that has she... bypassed it once. Exactly. I, I don't think we can let this go without at least some form of communication. We need to find out who this individual is. There's a lot of um, religious artifacts and relics down there, uh, as well as the uh, sleeping the sleeping dead. What's what's your uh, what, what do you see from her down there with your little owly eyes? Right? Is is she someone? Uh, do you get a bad vibe or uh, just someone doing something not so bad vibe? Do, do I get a good vibe or a bad vibe? From that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good question. You're you're like um you're let's call it your uh, thermometer on good and bad is uh, has shifted somewhat over the years of uh, of your craft <laughs> and the way that you work but i will say that looking at what she's doing and knowing she's she's reciting some sort of necromantic spell in a crypt underneath a church in a town full of people it's hard to see how there's an innocent chill explanation for her behavior <laughs> it's it's as you try and like search your mind trying to come up with hypotheses as to what she could be doing that's not sinister your mind kind of draws a bit of a blank really the, you can't you said that she's focusing on two particular coffins it looks like she's focusing on the two walls on either side and there's about oh, the 12 okay. coffins set into the wall it's hard to see whether she's focusing on one or two in particular you see the head movement towards the coffins she then draws another symbol closes her eyes and pushes and he watches the symbol fades into the vortex around her and then disappears into the vortex so hard to know whether she's focusing on one or two but she definitely seems to be focusing on things on either side of the wall definitely i'll I'll call the owl back and as it comes back up i will i would say push my hands together but i've only got one hand so i sort of do that with my hand and it almost collapses in on itself and then turns into a globule of blood and goes back into the vial I think we should go down there. Well, all right. How about this, then? If, if we are going to go down there, what if I go down, 
first up and I cause a little bit of a ruckus and then we'll find out what she's either up to and then you lot can come back me up so I don't die. So, um, what type of ruckus are you thinking of? Well, I hold up the empty bottle of alcohol that I brought with me from the pub. I was just going to hit her on the back of the head with this. Can I put forward an idea? (laughs) Yeah. In lieu of that, um, Killian, would you like to come and have a chat with me? Uh, sure. Anyone else? Got any? All right. I mean, you, you could just... grab your hand and start walking down the stairs. Then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Other hand, yes. She'll reach for your bad hand and then just probably grab your <laughs> forearm or something. Yeah. <laughs> just that, like, really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's okay. like, oh, is this, is this okay? I do not mind. Okay, thanks. Anyone? Is it, everyone happy if we... What, what well, you're already going there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, no one said anything. Okay, thanks, you know, bye. I'm going to cast light. Cast light on my uh, on a little stone nearby and carry that source of light with me down the, down the stairs. Because like, we have two humans. <laughs> Alrighty, as you guys begin moving down the passageway, I'm going to bring you across to it. Nice. Now, uh, let me know if you guys can see your characters, if you can see your tokens, if you can see things on the map. If anyone can't see anything, let me know. The only person who's likely to have troubles is Josh. If I set it up correctly, he can move himself. Can he see? I think he can see. Yes! It's just, again, I'm a little bit flawed because this is a lost ark and we've not had anything go wrong yet <laughs> oh and he jinxed it i've jinxed it um i refuse uh as you as you move into the room and, and emerge from the side corridor uh staring down into the room you can see this woman that i described before she seems to be seated hovering slightly off the ground hands still moving occasionally pulling these wisps of magic up closer with all of you now moving into the room uh, i should say the the map here the corridor that you've emerged from is just here i'll draw some little lines just to really quickly show you but essentially you've come through a corridor that leads down towards the south there it carries on a lot further but the map that i have doesn't extend that far which is very annoying <laughs> um but yeah as as um as you begin looking through, she continually pulls these little motes of, of grey wisp out of the coffins and adds them to this... Whatever this magical effect is. You watch as she as she pauses, holds a hand out, reaches and then gestures with her fingers. These wisps of smoke rise from one of the coffins on the right-hand wall, begin moving and twisting, undulating towards her, and as she grabs them out of the air, hovering still in place condenses them, holds them up, whispers to them, and then lets them go, drawing a sigil um, behind them. They then merge into the energy around her. I might quickly do something, Owen. Hello. With describing that, so as Killian and Tithla come down the ladder and we follow suit, I'm sort of at the end. Um, notice seeing that play out, I will immediately look at Theo and go, um, Theo, I, I would... You oh. left Theo upstairs. No, no, that's what I mean. Before I go down the ladder, mm. as I'm going down the ladder and see oh, yeah. that happening, I'll quickly pop up and go, uh, Theo, um, I think you should 100% get the priest up. 
<laughs> I, I will wake the priest uh, with a pillow on Perfect. his face. Uh, Tell Tithla I will wake him with a pillow. Okay, thank you so much. Um, Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and I make my way down. Just, uh, I think we might need that. Brilliant. Does this spectre-esque creature notice us? The woman in the center looks flesh and blood. Oh, um, okay, sorry. Long, no, 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 all good. Long, pale, white hair flowing down across her shoulders, uh, wrapping around her uh, shoulders and, and torso, dressed in these very fine, light silks. Um, she doesn't seem to have noticed you. If she has, she is not acknowledging your presence as you step into the uh, the rear of the chamber. Excuse me. Hello. Fantastic. As <laughs> Tithla calls out, you watch as the hand that she was I'm reaching Tithla. out suddenly freezes and the head slowly turns. As she leans forward, her legs uncross and she steps down lightly onto the stone floor. Barefoot, you see. And nice to meet you. very gently turns around and looks towards you. And you see that she, yeah, she looks quite young, maybe... Yeah, late 20s, early 30s. Beautiful features. And as she turns towards you, Tithla, a beaming smile crosses her face. Well, hello, Dal. What? I'm Tithla. What's your name? Othania. What brings o- o- you and Othania? all your friends down here? Oh, well, we just, we just heard that you were down here. We heard something going on down here. Thought we'd come say hello. Oh. Well. So, Hello. Hello. Oh, and can I can I hold an action? I know we're not in combat, but yeah, can yeah. I do that? Yeah. Oh, I would like to, at any sign of aggression, yeet my bottle at her face. <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> Noted. That's absolutely fine. Also, uh, yeah, I can see Luther's roll stealth. Yep. Yeah, so as I was coming down the stairs, well, everyone else is down at the base now looking at Othania, whatever, and we'll how to pronounce it. I'm going to um, use my spider climb when everyone's looking at her and I'll use it to basically go off the ladder and start scaling the wall and pop up in this corner over here behind this pillar. It's the the ceiling here, the pathway into this room is only about seven feet, eight feet. And then the, the ceiling in this room is oh, about right. eight, nine feet. It, it, this is he's an underground. He's around and his cloak is like dangling. <laughs> dangling, like slapping you guys in the face <laughs> as he climbs overhead. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize it was that short. It's very short, yeah. As I reach the ground, I will um, just stealth using everyone as like, just, you know, obviously they're like shadows and like their their main focus. I'll use my stealth to go over here and try and be hidden. Uh, I will also like to have a hold action. I'll get my gun out, um, ready to use my pistol at the sign of any um, aggressive uh, maneuvers to any of these uh, people. Yep, no worries at all. Uh, while that's happening, Tithla, you've said you're a bit Grinner, you've said you're a bit uh, Jonor and Killian. Jonor, what are you doing? Um, I'm trying to detect the language. Just, I know Celestial. I bet it's not Celestial, is it? Uh, you would be correct. It is not Celestial. Okay. <laughs> it, the it harsh, guttural nature, out. it sounds very similar to a, rather than a specific language, Jonor, it sounds very similar to the arcane uh language that's used to cast spells which isn't like a specific language per se uh, it incorporates language from lots of different races lots of different times lots of different periods but it's sort of been amalgamated into this arcane language uh, it's definitely a spell she's she's casting a spell you even recognize some of the components of it um oh. some of the words that she uses like gather pull uh, energy these are all words that you've used in your spells for sure 
Seems sort of similar to the uh, the Durst Manor arrangement we ran into. Look, I will it, say... Do I, get, do I get similar vibes to that? Uh, no, not not similar vibes per se, but there's definitely... like So the, the Durst Manor, whatever that ritual was, seemed intense. Huge amounts of magical energy. This is much more subtle, much more careful, much more precise. Whereas the ritual in the Durst Manor was uncontrolled. It was magic in its most chaotic form. This is extremely precise magic. Delicate, sure, sure. careful, very, very well-controlled magic. This is a master sure. at work. Gotcha. And That's Killian, what you've done is... What would you be doing? Yep. I would uh, have my hand on my bottle with it uncorked, ready to jump into action if I need to. Alrighty. If everyone's just hanging out. Yeah. As uh, as you guys sort of all like tense would just up. Take a step forward. Yeah. Just as every talking. as everyone in the room apart from Tithla basically tenses up ready for a fight. Uh Othania turns towards you, Tithla, as you step forward. You're welcome to stay and watch if you like. It won't be much longer now. I've almost finished. What what have you almost finished? Can calling I say? A- yes, of course. Calling upon the restless spirits bound beneath you. The restless spirits bound beneath How many are there? Oh, if I was to let this run for as long as I could, I could summon hundreds. But we oh. don't have that much time. Well, what are, you, what are you trying to do with them? Oh, the festival of the blazing sun is soon. It has been made yep. clear by my master that I am to disrupt it. That's, that's crazy. Wait, actually want to do the same thing <gasps> no really? yeah genuinely promises that is wonderful well once i have finished here perhaps uh, you could tell me what your plans are to disrupt and we could coordinate work together um, my master would be so happy I'd, i'm just not sure how that would work if you've already finished i feel like that would sort of pigeonhole us down into your plan and not our plan oh it, it is not my plan it is for the master you're absolutely right i'm so sorry the plan on which you are operating and representing to execute who who's that master it's a good question Why, the ruler of these lands of course i am hoping to gain his favor once again with this and she the smiles very being... warmly and looks towards you and, and being... are you uh, are you gonna well, hold on, no, right? Because hold on, you you want to you're going to disrupt the festival with a bunch of dead people. Are you gonna? Are people going to get hurt in this? I'm sure some people will be. All right, that's that's good oh. enough for the grinner. I, There's a bottle going for a face. Okay, yeah, before so. I don't think we can. Oh. Okay, <laughs> what I'm going to do? I am going to get us to roll. Uh, Roll initiative. I will get us through that. This doesn't necessarily mean we're heading into combat, but um, I will I keep like us on a timeline just because we need to know what's happening now that Grinner has decided to uh, uh, unleash. Uh, make sure you click on, click on your tokens and then click your initiative. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't think I clicked on me, but it put me up anyway. How good's that? That is awesome. Uh, okay, let me just double check. So we've got Killian on 20. 
Tithla on 15, Gruner on 14, Jonor uh, on 13. Perfect. Alright, brilliant. And I'll roll for Athania and for uh, the others. Yeah. Sorry, others? Yeah, the others being um, the people upstairs. The oh, others. of course. Yeah. The others. Um, wow. Th that was a natural 20 from Athania. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Let me put some music on. Now, this, this like, Grinner throwing the bottle, I'm going to say that no one saw that coming. Um, that was very much just because there wasn't like her attacking. It wasn't like anything aggressive. It's just suddenly a bottle just suddenly flies out of the uh, the passageway behind you as Grinner just goes, yeah, fuck it. Let's go, right? Let's go. And then throws this bottle. Um, I'm not going to have any other held actions go off just because of that because there's no warning for this. There's no build up. It's just suddenly bottle flying. Um, <laughs> let's get some music on. Grinner, would you like to make a uh, improvised weapon attack with a thrown oh, you, weapon, please? You know that I would. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back, baby. Uh, <laughs> 15. 15 is not enough. Grinner, as you just lob this bottle towards her, she just reaches up with a hand lightning fast and just catches it in midair, lowers it down, looks at it, holds it up and looks at you through it and then drops it on the floor where it shatters into glass around her bare feet. Why did you well, do that? I, I saw that go in a very different way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I did that because you said that people were going to get hurt, right? And and, uh, and I'm not... Well, I am about that, but I'm not about that when it's not me doing it and it's not the right people. As you're speaking, Grinner, you watch as she suddenly blurs into this impossible speed. Tithla and Jono, you feel this wash of air as she runs right through you, uh, right in between the two of you, up to Grinner. Grinner, she looks at you, smiles, reaches out with this hand, and she is going to attempt to grab at you and bite you. Does a uh, 19 hit. Oh, yes, it does. She grabs you by the throat, lifts you up, turns your head sideways, and then bites down as these two vampire fangs suddenly <laughs> descend. And she begins drinking you. Um, Grinner, that hey, is hey. going to be... Ew. You okay? What's up? Ew. Is, is, is that like a... Does she have a um, disadvantage on that because my neck is so tough from all the scars? You'd think, <laughs> you'd think maybe she would, but there's something about this vampire strength uh, that just doesn't seem to care how tough your neck is. Uh, that is going to be Grinner. Uh, woof. Uh, that's going to be 16 points of piercing damage uh, as she drinks you. <laughs> you feel hey, hey. this like coldness begin sweeping across your chest. Your heart beats suddenly that much louder in your ears as she just lifts you up. You're, you're like six and a half feet and she lifts you up like you're nothing. Turns your head and bites down. Uh, as she finishes drinking you, she drops you like a rag doll to the floor. A little bit of blood still on the corner of her mouth as she turns towards Jonor and Tithla. She looks down at you, Tithla, and goes, Sorry, that was an interruption. I will finish my thing now. Uh, and then she goes and speeds past you. Tithla and Jonor, technically you would have an opportunity attack if you would like to take it. As she speeds between the two of you, rushing back towards the centre of the room. Um, seeing her, yeah, seeing her mess up, uh, Grinner there is... And Killian too, sorry, and Killian as well. Yep, sorry, um, 
he's going to um, instinctively, uh, he's going to whip out a firebolt. Can I use a cantrips as an attack or it has to be a weapon so attack? So if you're uh, a no, warcaster feat, I think warcaster lets you cast cantrips. Yeah, it does. Warcaster does. Attacks, but I don't think you have sure. a warcaster feat. Yeah. Sorry, journal. No. Okay. No, he doesn't do, he doesn't have weapons out. He doesn't do anything. Probably just like your, your uh, jaw just drops as you watch someone yeah. run up and drink your friend. <laughs> uh, Killian, you also get an attack of opportunity if you'd like to take it. I haven't actually drawn my sword, so... Uh, technically. So, so technically. Technically, I, I won't. I I am going to say that because you were tensed up uncorking your bottle, if you wanted to have like your hand on the hilt of your sword, I don't think it's uh, without reason that you would have had a moment as she rushes up to Grinner, grabs him, and begins drinking him. You would have had a moment to be like, uh... <laughs> so if, if you wanted to, in that moment, have drawn your sword, I'm actually happy to rule that that was fine. And same for Tithla drawing Almost dagger. samurai style, just go, shing, shing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because, like, it's, yeah, I, this this whole thing was kind of triggered quite quickly by Grinnell throwing a bottle. Like, I, I'd say that there's enough time for you to have quickly, like, at least had your hand on the hilti. I've rolled an 11, so 11 is not, not quick enough. Hit. I'm so sorry. As you pull out your silvered blade and try and strike down against, sorry, moon touch blade, as you try and strike down against her, you just clash onto the stones behind her. She moves so fast, her form almost blurring out of uh, sight. Uh, Tithla. Does she respond to the attack at she all? She doesn't seem to have even noticed. All right. Well, Tithla would just sort of try and, like, grab her forearm and just put a hand and say, Hey, wait up. Just don't go. And, yeah. Roll me. We'll do it as if it's a grapple check. Because you're, are you trying to, like, grab her and stop her moving away? Or, like, what's your plan here? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's, it's probably softer than that. It's probably more of, like, on the persuasion side of rule set than a grapple side of rule set okay do you want to tell me what you're trying to say to her because as, as you go to like grab at her hand the speed and strength at which she moves just straight out of your grip but what, what were you going to say because because have have what you like say what you're going to say absolutely I, I'm, I'm happy to have you rule a reaction is like being like ah oh! <laughs> instead okay, of taking an attack just, opportunity you don't have to we didn't mean it we can still talk about it we can be friends I don't even need friends. She, as, as, you, as you say that, I you don't have a friend make a, who left you, me once. You don't need to make a persuasion check. To th as you say, we can still be friends. She smiles and looks. She goes, of course. Doesn't doesn't seem too fussed about you, Tithla. Okay. Uh, um, that is her full turn. That is all she's going to do. Oh, yeah? Could I possibly use a reaction? Yeah. Depends um, on the reaction. She... Some reactions have triggers, but yeah. With the... Sure. As I see her return back to where she's going, she's going to begin her ritual again. Yeah, it looks like it's not been counter. stopped. It's just paused. Right. Um, well, if that's ongoing, she's still casting. I was hoping to stop her from that ritual, but with a counter spell. Ooh. That is a very, very good use of counter spell. Absolutely. What level are you casting? Um, at third. Okay, let me quickly pull open. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, I will definitely need you. Um, I will definitely need you to make me a check, please. Um, so DC is 10 plus spells level, which is three. Yes, please. Um, oh, no, no, no. Uh, so you need to make it because you don't know what the... So you, if you're casting a spell 
uh, to interrupt. Minus eight. So you need to make an ability check. The DC is 10 plus the spell level. So just, it's yeah, at just least make a spell 14 or Oh, 21. Whoa, <laughs> Don't nice. even worry. Wow. I love this idea Alrighty. of Jonor, like kind of in this moment of panic, you just throw everything that you have. You just pull the magical energy within you, summon it into your hands and just oh. throw it out in this blast of... Uh, of Hold yeah. I hate to be that person. I don't think he actually gets any bonuses to this. Uh, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. So yes. Or does he not get a plus to it? I think he'd still get a plus it's to it. it. I think it's just the, so the sorcerer, so it'd be just, just charisma. Still a 14. That's still enough. Like, <laughs> even even without the 21. So, because it was a 14 roll base plus 7. So it's, 14 is still enough. So that's yep, cool. not a problem, Journal. As you, as you pull onto this energy and throw it out... Um, you watch as the spell that she's casting suddenly halts. She looks up in just sheer surprise as the spell is just broken. And this <laughs> almost malevolent look comes into your into her eyes as she stares down at you, Jonah, and goes, No. You've interrupted. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> You've heard Grinner. <laughs> she doesn't seem to respond yeah, to that. Uh, that is her. That is her turn. Um, Grinner, it is your turn. It's that. It's Grinner's go. Okay. Killian. Killian. Oh, oh yeah. Grinner's twenty. Oh, sorry. That's an old. Sorry. I've got the the old token up from Grinner, so I can see something you guys can't. Sorry. It is Killian's oh, go. Right. There was a, there was a Grinner token invisible to you guys. Thank you, Roll Twenty, once again for just making my life as a DM that much easier. Um, it's okay, <laughs> Owen, because that was your technical issue, so we're okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's done. Killian Balance on a twenty. It is your go. So, having been in Barovia for a little while, would I know if vampires can bleed? Uh, you would know that vampires can bleed. Okay, so uh, having seen her speed around like the Flash, I'm going to look towards her sword hand out, and I'm going to. I think it's time we halted your movement, and I'm going to focus in on her blood, and I'm going to cast whole person to try and hold her in place. Fantastic. I believe I need I'm to make a bending. constitution saving throw. You're blood bending, nice. Yes, I'm blood bending. Nice. It's a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save, even better. Don't say oh that. my god, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to show a picture so that you know I'm not fucking this. It's a natural 20. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's at the Discord. Hey, look, it's, it's, better, it's, better for, it's better for it to be here than an attack. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just watch. As, as you go to cast this spell, trying to hold her in place, something different about her blood. It's, it's, it's blood. It's, it is still blood within her, but it is almost like this dark, viscous, slightly congealed blood as she is an undead creature. And as you go to freeze her in place, her vampiric strength just overrides this and pushes through. This is going to be a little bit more challenging than I thought. And I'll hold the hilt with my sword and the blood ruby gem in the center glows as I use my bonus action to cast Hexblade's Curse on her. Fantastic. I will mark a little symbol for Hexblade's Curse. What looks the most appropriate? The skull, definitely. Um, fantastic. Done. Do you yes. want to? What, what would it look like for your Hexblade's curse? To, does like a tattoo appear on her body made out of blood? Does a, a scar suddenly carve itself, like a wound carve itself into her body in the shape of a symbol? What would your Hexblade's be like curse? A, look? Almost like a 
whispers, like a will-o'-wisp of blood would come out of the gem on the sword and would begin floating around her and then would almost like burn a blood scar into her shoulder or neck or something, something that would be visible that isn't under clothing. Nice. Perfect. Love it. Uh, anything else in your turn, Killian? I believe that is action bonus action. Any movements? I think I will move to this. Ooh, I, yeah, move over to this corner here, and then that'll yep. be it. No worries at all. I will bring us across. I just realized I hadn't brought us across to the map yet, so people couldn't see this, but now they can. Um, just perfect. Fantastic. Killian, as you move towards the back room, um, the staircases that you can see on the map, that staircase is not there. Please disregard. Uh, Luther, it is your go next. Cool. Um, so, with all the blood magic being cast by Killian and yeah. Grinner being, you know, drunk. bitten and drunk, I feel like it's it's weird because like obviously up further when we're up there i i had my little episode but the moment i find that she's a vampire i feel like this hatred will almost boil up with inside of me um and i'll just immediately spring forth 10 feet here um and i'm going to use so am i hidden am i stealthed uh you don't know unfortunately you don't know whether or not okay. she can see you or has seen you well i'm gonna try and do a net attack um, but I'm going to do my bonus action um, quick toss maneuver. Yep. Um, and I'm going to try and throw a net at her, hopefully with advantage or w with advantage. Uh, it is unfortunately not with advantage. You are not here. Uh, that her. sucks. Because the net is at 15 feet, it will be with disadvantage then. Uh, I was hoping that it would be just a flat roll. Just a but flat anyway, roll. Yeah. Once, I, once we get to level six, this will be a bit different because I'll get sharpshooter. But um, for now, I'll just have to roll with it. So hopefully this will hit 18 and 26. Uh, 18. 18 is the AC. As you throw <laughs> the net, even with disadvantage, that's amazing. As you throw the net forwards, she goes to move out of the way and the net collides with one of the columns and spins off unexpectedly to the side, coincidentally right where she had dodged. And as it strikes into her and tangles her she claws against it trying to pull herself free i also i also like to think that like killian's like you used to trying to do a whole person she staved it off she put a lot of her effort and attention to that and yeah. i was able to use almost like that yeah that moment to come in and get her yeah, love it um cool all right with that she's now restrained which means all attacks have advantage against her um and i'm going to get out my pistol and i'm gonna do two shots into her with advantage very nice. So 15 to hit actually misses. But the 21, 22 to hit. So 21, 21 will hit. Yep. And then you got to so oh, I mean, 12, you roll again for the, the second. Because you, do you get two shots with your pistol? Yeah. So 14, 15 yeah, misses. Well, that's and then the two shots. 21, 22. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't see the 14 because it took a second so to come across. So 12 piercing damage. Yes, absolutely. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm also going to do... You know what? Let's do it. I'm going to just do an action surge right now so I can get more attacks in. Nice. Why not? Nice. Why not? So another two attacks coming as I do another attack action. Do you get the multi-attack on action surge? I think action surge Oh, it's a whole action, you... and the attack action is an action. 
Let me double check. I think he could be right though. Yeah, you take one ad additional action. Yeah, on one your additional turn. action. Yep, yep. Then absolutely carry yep. on. So uh, 21, 21, hit, 13 21 piercing. Hits. Yep. And then I'll do another two attacks. I'm hoping we get to see um, a critical soon so that I can. Uh, oh, it'd be great. Let uh, uh, the 15 will miss. 15. No, the, the natural one shot. is. It's fine. I got two attacks on her though. She's currently restrained, which is good for everyone else because that means she will have everyone will have advantage. Um, that's my bonus action done. My main action done. And your action surge. The action surge is done. So, yep. Brilliant. That will be action. Oh, that's a good point. Hello. <laughs> that last one, I want it to go through. I'm going to use a superiority die, actually, on that last attack. So 15. Okay. Um, I'm going to use the precision one. So when you make weapon attack roll, you're going to spend one superiority die to add it to the roll before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied. So 15, and it's going to be, uh, I'm going to roll my one of my superiority die, which is uh, a D8. That might get me over the edge. Oh, wow. That is unfortunate. That is a one. Sorry about that. Chances are decent. I only needed a three and up for a D8. So chances are in my favor, but not to, for that one, unfortunately. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, I'll that's a end my turn there, but I will go back. I'll use at least this pillar to have some break of line of sight. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I will let you know these pillars are too thin to be providing oh, any sort of like okay. legitimate cover. Just so you know. That's fine. Cool. That's my turn done. Alrighty. As Luther finishes his go with the spell interrupted and broken, you watch as the magic kind of stutters chaotically. The uh, zone of um, the vortex of light around her chaotically sort of almost breaking out of her control. And you watch as moving out from the walls. These spectres begin to force their way through, clawing their way out of the sarcophagi, pushing themselves through the walls. This <laughs> pulling themselves into the room. Uh, they look to be under no control at all. As they pull themselves into the room, one of them looks towards her and immediately lets out this horrifying scream before flying towards her. Uh, the others begin flying towards the rest of you. Uh, that is one towards Ooh. Luther. Five, ten, 10 20. 25, Tithla and Jonah, 5, 10, 20, 25, Killian. Uh, all righty. The one that goes for Othania, uh, that is not going to hit her. As the ghost tries to essentially like grab at her and, and break her open, it is unable to do that. Um, Luther does a uh, 21 hit you. I think it does. You're stretching your knee, aren't you? Yes. Uh, your armor class is 16. Uh, that is going to be, I'm so sorry about this, 11 points of damage. I'll chuck it on your token so that you can see it. Um, so he's not sorry. Necrotic damage. I am a little bit. Um, Tithla and Jonor, I'm going to roll a d4 to see which one of you the ghost goes for. Actually, no. Tithla, roll me a d4. 1, 2 is you. 3, 4 is uh, Jonor. And that way I can't be held responsible for who it attacks. Ah. Roland, Roland, that's a one. That's a you. Alrighty. Does, does a. Oh no. Uh, 17 hit you, Tithla. <laughs> of course it does. Uh, I am so sorry. That is going to be 17 points of necrotic ah, damage. I am, I am so sorry. Uh, and Killian, does a 
I'm guessing a nine doesn't hit you. Uh, do. Yeah, as the ghost tr- claws its way out of the wall and tries to strike at you, it seems slow and sluggish, unable to, to strike at you. Something about you seems to be putting it off a little bit. As the ghosts finish their attacks and let out this like horrifying <laughs> staring towards you, uh, that is their full go. Tithla, you're up next. Uh, Tithla just recovers from the swipe that she's just received and she points up at it and she says, that's not very nice, okay? Actually, for, for Tithla, uh, the ghost attacks you by reaching a hand into your chest and then pulling life force out of you. Watch as this glowing moat of energy is pulled out of your chest and the ghost <laughs> consumes it. Okay, not Tithla again. drive reaches a little bit. Like, <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh. Uh, she's gonna then take a step back because that's disgusting. Uh, that is going to, yeah, okay. That is going to give the ghost an attack of opportunity, which it will definitely take. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disgusting. Yep. Does a oh, that's a twenty-one Tithla. I'm guessing that hits you. Twenty-one. That might hit. That might hit the Tithla. Why are yep. you doing this, Tithla? That's seventeen more damage. What are you doing? As you go to step away, Tithla, it just reaches through your head this time, grabbing at something inside your mind and pulls it out. This time, the glow of the energy stolen is this gold and silvery color. And as it consumes it, understand what's happening. I'm going to need a sanity check from you, please. Her soul and ate it. Yes. Scared. She stepped back. Definitely going to need. Definitely going to need a sanity check, please. Oh, that one's okay. That's a nineteen. Nineteen. That's fine. Okay. As you probably at this point, you're more afraid than considering the implications of what this is and you manage to retain <laughs> retain your conscious mind at this point. <laughs> Tithla, as as this hand comes out holding this almost like light blue and gold energy and the ghost consumes it again, there's a fuzzy patch in some of your memories. Oh, shit. Wait. Where did I get this bow from? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. She... What, what's that called? Hunter's Mark. Cast Hunter's Mark. That was not very nice. Okay. Hunter's I think mark. I liked where this bow came from. Um, does that? <laughs> um, and then... Oh, I don't know why it rolled. Sorry about that. And then she will shoot at the thing with her, with her longbow. She pull it out and go, You're making me do this. I didn't want to do this. Uh, does a 12 hit? Uh... 12 does attack. hit. 12 is the armor class. Ooh, uh, we can roll the second attack as well. That's a 27 to hit on that second one. Uh, uh, that is definitely going to hit. That is two hits. First one. I don't think I've actually done any Hunter's Mark. The Hunter's Mark is on every attack, isn't it? I believe the so. The Hunter's Mark damage. I believe so. Damage renewed. Perfect. Wonderful. So it's an extra 1d6 on that one. Six, then, hey. we'll, 16 we'll damage, very damage. nice. Then we'll come over here and then we we'll hit that same button again. Wherever it is, there it is. Done. Foof. I didn't say what all that added up to. Uh, so 16 for the first uh, and eight for the second. Lovely. 24 points of piercing damage. Uh, ostensibly. Yeah, ish. Uh, anything else in your turn, Tithla? Um, I then have a rules question, Hello? just for your consideration. I don't need an answer. Would the Hunter's Mark damage be considered magical? That's just something for you to muse over. Mm. 
I will muse on it. Thank you. Um, I think that seems like a... Uh, and then, oh no, she can't tell her Drake to do anything. I think her Drake would be just below. Uh, Hunter's Mark damage just increases the damage of the weapon attack. So if you were attacking with a magic weapon, it would be magical. If you were not attacking with a magic weapon, it would not be magical. Well, I can't remember if it is magical or not, so I would uh, assume it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? In Tithla's mind, you're like, oh, this bow's so pretty, must be magical. Pretty much. Oh, Only a genius goblin happen. crafter could have made this bow. But what Tithla will do is that first attack. Yep. Um, the Drake will infuse into that. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> okay. remembering the Drake. Yeah, we do do try and remember these at the time that they're. Okay, then happening. the second attack. Okay, sure. And you're gonna add some elemental damage. I believe it's a white Drake at the moment, isn't it? It is. Which will be cold uh, damage. Uh, that I will give you. Sorry, I will put your Drake on the actual. Uh, thank you. So, uh, causing it to take an extra 1d6. It's an infused strike. Yep. So, I guess that's up to you if then that whole strike is considered magical or not. Because It is infused. up to me, yes. So, that was five points of cold damage from the Five points of cold damage, nice. Uh, cold damage, you say? Yes. You watch as the icy elemental damage cuts across the ghost leaving not a scratch oh fuck this i'm nearly dead for this <laughs> does does right, almost as up. as the icy breath of the ghost crystallizes your breath in front of you causing your your uh it's not like i looked at the ghost and said you know what i'm gonna choose cold damage here this was chucky, well, chucky <laughs> to, be, to be fair you're almost dead for your commitment to the bit not yeah <laughs> Not and for any reason. I'm going to be honest, not the first time, probably not the last. <laughs> Definitely not the last time. Grinner, it's your turn. And thank goodness of, the party uh, don't have a cleric because heaven forbid they have a healer. <laughs> well, speaking of being committed to I'll the... Be, I'll be a healer when I re-roll next week. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grinner's kind of on the ground... Um, a little bit stunned by this whole situation. Yeah, um, the, the you being dropped was kind of like for thematic effect. You're not prone. Um, that was just more for the the horrifying description to give you guys a bit of fear. But you're not you're not starting this round prone. You are standing. Okay. Um, it, it wouldn't matter anyway. I've got 40 movements, so I could get to her regardless. But that's all good to know. Um, so I think Grin is going to kind of look down at the mark on the back of his hand and just sort of whisper oh, uh, Rose Ford I, I think I fucking hope your kids can do something about this and I'm gonna run uh, directly at her um, given that she is all wrapped up um, and the good thing is no opportunity attack that's already taken it already took it yeah exactly yep yeah, um, took it the is she standing up in the net or what's yes yeah she's her? standing up in the net she's not prone okay and she's still kind of flailing around yeah yeah is she's she flailing tottering? as the yeah she's flailing as the ghost tries to reach into her and pull out her life essence yeah so she's she seems kind of unbalanced uh she seems like she's a bit distracted i will okay. say this too you have advantage on all your attack rolls good okay i am going to rage um 
and uh, I'm going to try to grapple her ankles. <laughs> I love you. Like rush up, <sighs> activate your Kratos rage, and then drop prone and grab her ankles. <laughs> well, no, I'm, 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 I want to stay standing up if I can and bend yeah. down to grab her ankles. See, so squat. Yeah. <laughs> grab her ankles. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to make a grapple check for me? I will. Uh, I'll have her roll the contest. <laughs> Check. I sure do. What what do I do for a grapple uh, check? So again? it's an athletics check contested by her athletics or her acrobatics, her choice. Cool. And this would be with advantage because um, it raging? is a special attack. Um, uh, it would be with advantage. Oh yeah, grappling is an actual attack. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Cool. Not because of the rage. Uh, I believe it'd be advantage because of the net. Right. Twenty three. Because it's technically an attack action. It's a special type of attack. I see. Uh oh, uh, Grinna, <laughs> grab her ankles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Good. I I don't believe I can do anything else on my turn. I do technically get two attacks, but uh, I don't know. But if how you, you do your action that. as the grapple, then that's not an attack. It's a special. Let's say it's a use of your action. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. That's fine. And that's all I'm doing. I guess. I'm just going to squat there with her ankles. What is this plan that is unfolding? Jonor, <laughs> your turn. Quick, quick fireball, um, Jonor. Grin is right there. Oh, yeah, sorry, he's... sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, with the grapple, when you want to grab a creature or wrestle with a blah, 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 you use your attack action. If you're able to make multiple attacks with attack action, this attack replaces one of them. Oh, so carry on, Grinner. Apologies, my Amazing. bad. Amazing. Good. I would like to... Um, Decorations. Uh, well, no, I'm holding onto her ankles. I want to pick her up by the ankles and swing her into one of the poles. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your strength, Grinner? Uh, well, now that I am raging, it's extra good strength stuff. Um, but my strength is uh, seventeen. Make me Make me an improvised weapon uh, strike. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have her be the improvised weapon that <laughs> you swing against the pole. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, nat 20. Is it really? It was. Oh, my God. Okay, so, um, Josh, we use the better criticals where rather than well. doubling the dice damage, you get a full dice roll. Um, so if it was a D8 and you rolled a 4, you'd deal 12 damage because you get the 8 plus the 4 that you rolled. So it does make crits against us more deadly though. Crits. Because the whole point of crit yeah. is that it's supposed to always be good. And so this is my way of making it always be good. <laughs> uh, so that, that is going to be... I think I think a lot of people use it. It's a pretty common one. Um, so, Grinner, that's a D6. Uh, you rolled a 3 plus 3 uh, plus another 6. That's going to be 12 bludgeoning damage. Um, yeah, just slam her against uh, the so pillar. Two things. Hello. First thing, do I put her through the pillar? No. Second thing, does the ghost get an attack of opportunity against her seeing as kind of no, she's flying you're not, around in her space? You're not, it's, a, no, it's a force no. movement. Because you're not you're not picking her up and <laughs> but not even because of that I it, like I'm I'm for flavor I'm allowing this, but you're not actually mechanically picking her up and swinging her around like a weapon. I'm right. using the same mechanics as you would if you had struck her with the pole or like grabbed her head and slammed her against the pole because technically you're okay. using the pole as the weapon rather than her per se but for the flavor uh, it's it's you like just picking her up and swinging her against the pole as hard as you can yeah for, for flavor like like a really dirty blanket I'm just like, trying to <laughs> dust her off <laughs> like 
like a really dirty blanket um, as you slamber into the pole. Unfortunately, that is bludgeoning damage, which means the net is not destroyed. It would need to be slashing damage as you slam her against the uh, the pole. The net stays wrapped around her, and you just hear this, ah! as she is slammed into the pole, screaming. Um, that is your full go now, Grinner. Jonor, <laughs> what would you like to do? All right. Um, seeing that ghost just in front of him have a big old swipe at Tithla, I imagine he sees that that cold sort of wafting out in front of him. He's going to feel a bit cold, and he'll just put his hands up in front of him, just cast a firebolt right in front of him yep. as he's sort of like stepping away um, into the distance. So I will cast that. All right, 22 for Ooh, a firebolt. Very nice. That is definitely going to hit. Um, and that'll be five. Not the best roll, but no, that's that's still good. So sorry, just so, just confirm. So you're targeting the ghost that was right in front of you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I will actually need you to roll that with disadvantage. Sorry, because that is a ranged Within. cantrip. Yep, that's fair enough. I'm just going to cast it again. Ignore the damage. Seventeen is still enough. So we'll take the five. Oh, cool. that's a shame because you're all more on the second damage. So we'll take the five, that's five all right. damage. Um, so that's five fire damage. Brilliant. As you burn this ghost with the flame, uh, you watch as probably, Jonah, your experience with ghosts would tell you that fire probably shouldn't do any more damage to this than normal. But something about these specters, almost inside of them, you can see the mummified remains of the bones still hovering within the spectral form. When they catch a light with the fire, you watch as it burns hot cutting through parts of the ghost as their torsos begin melting open. That That is that is uh, terrifying. He's going to take steps backwards and he's going to use his little force push with the telekinetic. As he's walking backwards, he sort of steps between Tithler and the, um, and the uh, familiar yep. and use the push away for that creature there, probably into the pole behind it, just shove against the wall. Yeah, I think that means it needs to make a... Was it a strength save to avoid being shoved? Yeah, uh, against 15. DC 15. That's a fail. Um, as you push it, it goes through the uh, through the pole. It is partially incorporeal. Yep. As you as you shove it, That's it's just it. pushed backwards through the pole by your uh, your ridiculously strong mage hand. Neat. Or your rage hand, um, as I think we've been calling it recently. Rage hand. Rage hand. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's it. He stumbles backwards and gets away from that thing. And that's Killian, it this him. is your first time seeing Jonor's mage hand. Rather than like the standard white glove, it looks like this mass of pulsing muscle you can see more vein there's more muscles in this hand than in your entire body and as it clenches this like knuckle crack goes around and then it reaches forward and just pushes the ghost through the pillar veins bulging on this hand it looks like a, a slightly like hovering dismembered extra muscular hand <laughs> almost imagine like the thing from uh, adam's family but um from a gym bro <laughs> very impressive and that's um, it for Joan or? Owen, can I backpedal for just a quick moment? <laughs> yeah, I know, you might not allow it, but I, I've seen um, that I have something called the Crusher Special. I don't know what that is entirely, but um, basically, once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it five feet to an unoccupied space, provided the target is no more than one size larger than you. Yep, you can eat her back five feet, that's fine. Yeah. Um, can she actually go, uh, uh, like, diagonally? Uh, yeah, go one to the right. 
Oh, this Wrong way. way. There you go. Yeah. And, like, yeah, down one. Sorry. Yeah. As if I've just smacked her into that pole, picked her up and... Oh, sure, that's not her. a problem at all. Easy peasy. Uh, Jonah, that's your full turn. That's it. Othania. Uh, Othania is not a fan of this net. Um, she can use her action to make a DC strength check, <laughs> or she could just cut it. Um, yeah, she's going to use one of her attacks to um, just cut the net. Uh, yeah, she just, she just watch as she reaches up, her fingernails growing long, and she just slices down the center of the net, pulling herself free. Uh, and then as she turns towards you, Grinner, she goes... Ah, clearly I did not take enough from you. And then she goes to bite you again. So I'm still holding onto her ankles. Does that change anything? You're grappled into her, but okay. she can still attack you. Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident grappled doesn't change. It just change. means, yeah, it just means, it you just can't means run you're closer away. now for her to bite you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm down the wrong end of her body. Grappled speed becomes... <laughs> yeah, but you just watch as she just bends at the waist. Oh, I hate bites that. You. Who can do that? Most people. That's what the waste is for. I know. I know you got mentioned. Non- yeah, she's, she's a vampire. vampire. <laughs> Grinner. Oh, Grinner. Grinner. Twenty-two. That's gonna be uh, ten points of damage, Grinner. She just starts draining your blood again. <laughs> she grabs her ankles because you're squatting and holding her ankles. She just bends down. She doesn't even have to bend that far. She just bends down slightly. Your neck is exposed with your head down as you hold her ankles. As you show her your neck, she just reaches down. <sighs> And then bites the back of your neck and begins draining your blood. Like, easy as for her. Um, At least this time you're raging, so you get half damage. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't even oh think of that. Thank you. Killian, that more as an observation than a tip. But cool. oh man, Killian, please show these people how it's done. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ignore the wraith in front of me, as so I've got the curse on Athania. So yep. I'm going to move away from it. And that's going to be an attack of opportunity. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as you move out of range, it does take the attack of opportunity. Does a? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's another natural twenty. I'm rolling really well tonight. This is the best I've ever Unfortunately, rolled. Unfortunately, I'm wearing adamantine armor, which means <gasps> I ignore crits. Doesn't affect. That Perfect. is just Whoa. going to be six damage. Then that is the. I rolled two ones out of my three d six. Then <laughs> that is frustrating. Oh wow, that could have been low. way worse. Yeah, it could have been Whoa. awful. Uh, yeah, that's only going to be six damage. Uh, as I am running towards her, let me just quickly check this. Yes, um, I pop the cork on the Sad. bottle and I begin swirling the blood around, and it encompasses my stumped hand. Yep. And as I get close to her, I sh- stab forward as it forms into a blood blade. I'm casting Shadow Blade to attack her. Amazing. Cool. She's going to love you. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be so, very happy about this. It's not going to be... I'm going to aim for her mouth. I'm going to try and ram it in her face. (laughs) Get between her and Grinner as Grinner is currently being drunk. 17 to hit. Because she's grappled. Because she's grappled. Is she still restrained? Uh, No, she's just grappled. It's just zero movement, isn't it? Not advantage on attack. Just the zero movement, so no advantage on the attack opportunity. Um, 17 uh, is just not enough. Just... Uh, that's that done. Yep, that's my turn. Do you get anything bonus for Hexblade's curse? No, it's just damage, isn't it? No, it's just damage, yeah. Yeah, just damage. And crits as well. It gets yeah. 19 and 20. That's right. Luther, it's your turn. Um, cool. I have 
this ghost in front of me. Now, with the stowing of weapons, Owen, how do we do that again? Do you because you don't do you do that as a full action or you do it as like a free action or uh, so to to like holster a weapon or pull it out? Normally, we've been ruling that to just do one of those, as in like to holster or pull a weapon. Normally, it's a it's a a free action just to keep combat flowing and to, to keep things happening. It's cool. also avoid you guys just walking around with weapons drawn. But to, to put it away and pull out a new weapon, I think I've been ruling it as a bonus action to do both. All right, let me see just real quick. Do I need to do any bonus actions? No, that's all good. I'm happy for that. I'm going to stow my pistol and I'm going to bring out, because like I have a ghost in front of me now, I'm not exactly certain that this will work, but it's close combat anyway, so I'm going to actually bring out my silvered short sword, yep. hoping that the fact that it's silvered might have a bit more of an effect on the ghost in front of me. That's, we'll find uh, out. That's a valid hypothesis. Let's test it, shall we? Cool. So I'm going to do uh, two attacks on this one. Uh, Welcome back to this episode of Mythbusters. We're going to test if a silvered sword kills a ghost. <laughs> oh, I don't really think ghosts exist. Uh, I don't believe in that. Have you guys not seen? Have you not seen Adam do oh, the Jamie Adam, mustache? Come on, you're not a fan of Mythbusters if you don't get that reference. Um, Twenty hits, absolutely. Um, I'm going to chuck in. Superiority die. Okay. I'm going to do a menacing attack. I'm not sure if it actually can be frightened, being undead, but that's fine because I want the extra. Yeah. I want. Oh, I want the extra damage from the superiority die anyway. So okay, silvered. Let's do damage. Ten piercing damage. Yep. So rolled max, and then yep. I'm going to roll a d8. Your superiority die. Yep. So that's another three. So it's thirteen um, piercing damage. Yep. I mean, like, uh, is it frightened? Uh, it does. It's immune to frightening damage, but uh, that that use of the silvered weapon uh, definitely seems to do something, as it does a lot more than uh, what you would expect. As you Perfect. cut through, you slice the ghost in half. Half of it's still reaching out, trying to grab at you, but half of it just dissipating into mist. So is it still up? Still up, barely. All right, let's attack it again. 11 to hit will miss, unfortunately. I 11 think. will miss. Um, 12 is your magic number. Oh, you know what? I'm going to blow all my superiority die. I'm going to do a precision attack on it because I really want to try and get this out off me so I yep. can go and help everyone else. May as well blow everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. So I'll do a D8. <laughs> Eight. That goes to 19. I think that will hit. That's definitely going to hit. Absolutely. 10 so damage. 10 piercing damage. Uh, you just as you just slice back again you watch as the ghost leans back lets out this wordless soundless scream and fades away into nothing perfect um with silvered short sword in hand i think i think it's actually gonna be pretty worthwhile this weapon right now than my pistol um i'm gonna need some silver bullets move. yes definitely will start doing some of that stuff definitely want to also get it my um weapon magical at least that'd be really good too but that's neither here nor there i'm gonna move up and at least in front of tithla yeah because she's taking some hits i'm gonna use myself i'm actually gonna go that one's already in combat i'm gonna go here yep. so if these two come for tithla yep. and journal i'm Absolutely. putting myself as a wall between them yeah basically standing as cool. a as a bastion in front of uh yep. jonah and tithla um it is the ghost's go uh 
the ghost that was attacking Othania now has easier prey <laughs> standing right in front of it, which is Grinner. I'm, I'm so sorry. When he moved her away from the ghost, like, you're now the easiest prey. You just watch Grinner from behind. This hand emerges through your chest, holding some life essence, and then pulls back in through you as it literally reaches in from your back from behind you and uh, attempts to try and attack you. Does a... No, that's a natural one that is going to miss. Don't even worry. Uh, that description doesn't happen. Grinner, you just, as you're sort of standing there, nothing happens. You don't notice anything. Nothing's going wrong. <laughs> it's all going according to plan. Uh, Killian, the other ghost that you are right next to is going to have a go at you. Uh, oh, 14. Is that a hit? Against me, sorry, no. No, that is not a hit. No, not this time, you. No. No, uh, that is Cheerio a Cheerio taps, that's a no. Oh uh, my that's, God. that's insulting. I'm probably Victorian British there. Yeah. Oh, my as apologies. The, uh, as the, uh, just for that, Tithler, the other ghost zooms towards... No, um, <laughs> the, other ghost, uh, the other ghost moves up towards you guys, but Luther is the closest, easiest prey. It reaches out that's trying cool. to grasp at Luther. Uh, Luther, 16? Uh, that's my AC. Oh, it's just a hit. Damn. Hey, look, uh, that's fine. I, I did this with this, you know, in mind. That's okay. It's only going to be nine damage. I rolled uh, two threes and a one. Cool. As it no reaches problem. out and grabs into you and pulls out your life essence. Something about your life essence looks a bit odd. Instead of this beautiful golden light, it's almost this slightly darker black red. It extracts your life and then consumes it. And you watch as the ghost begins to take on this slight blood red appearance as it drinks of your essence. I just, I just, okay. So everyone else who has, have, who has had this effect happen? Just they've all so had far. the similar, um, but Tiffler had like the yeah. sort of golden aura yeah. thing going on. I saw, I have like a nervous sweat <laughs> as I see the, the, the stark difference. Yeah, uh, Tiffler, it's your go. I just, as a player, I've just put together that you're rolling three d six, which has a max of eighteen. For those attacks, and you hit me for seventeen twice. I just yeah, it's just so as a bad. player that math just <laughs> happened in so the back sorry. of my head just before. Yeah. So that's funny. I love it. Um, Here you anyway, go. I'll send you pictures of them. They're great fun. Here you go. Oh, I believe you. Oh no, no, no! But I also want you to see, like, because the the dice that I rolled for that, oh, it's almost max damage. It in, is what he's saying. Yeah, he's yeah, rubbing yeah. it in. Guilty. There you go. Enjoy. All right. Well, seeing as how Tifler now has a guardian angel in front of her protecting her maybe she won't heal herself and she'll just take pot shots at the hunted mark <laughs> now that you have a meat shield nope, this is cool pretty much fire uh, away she was no she says luther are you gonna stay here and help that's uh that's why i'm here <laughs> okay thank you just can you open your legs a little bit further and then she starts to shoot through your legs <laughs> just combined with your statements earlier i get even more nervous sweating <laughs> uh titler oh. go for some shots great <laughs> so uh she'll have her first attack she's got hunter's mark on these on 24 is gonna hit hunter's mark yes um, uh, the one slightly towards the, the one that's attacking killian right now uh yeah sure I can't see Killian, so I'll just take your word on that because he's behind the post. Um, that is... Oh, yep, that's five. 
damage. Uh, 24 to hit, five damage. Yep, absolutely. Nailed it. Okay. Oh, and we just rolled. Yep, that's a 14 to hit. That's the lowest possible damage you could roll on your uh, on your longbow, by the way, five. <laughs> yeah, so if it helps, I got a five on the damage and then rolled yep. a five on yep. the attack. 14 does 14. hit, though. The good news is 14 hits. Lovely. That's a nine damage. Nine damage. Uh, and then Tithla is going to... How did Tithla... Oh, do you, need to, do you need to add your Hunter's Mark damage? Uh, oh, yes. Thank you so much, Merciful DM, who is not at all scary. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's two. a two on the first one and a six yep. on the second one. Six on the second one? Yep. Tithla, how do you want to do this? Uh, oh! <laughs> I, Tithla is just like... Oh my god, I'm running out of arrows. I'm just, she's using the bow to slightly move away the pants of Luther to try and do it. And she's just, <laughs> just, just, you know, the, there's material there. You're just moving that out of the way. I just had the weirdest thing of you being like the materials in the way. So you take the arrow and cut the material out of the way <laughs> so that you get a good view. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. And Tithla says, my boat knows where it came from, even if I don't, thanks to you. And now take this. Nice. <laughs> In classic Tesla fashion, started great, didn't finish so well. Fantastic. Um, uh, the arrows right through the center of the ghost's head. It just splits the ghost, this almost like ripple effect, causing it to dissipate outward from that point. As the headless body turns away from Killian towards you, Tithla, the second shot goes right through the chest and you watch as the ghost just sort of like slowly begins falling apart, wisps of white material and smoke just dropping away from it as it fades away into nothing. Ha ha! And then she's going to... <laughs> the like Goblin Mario. Ha ha! Ha ha! Put a hand on her drake and say, bite that one! As she bite points. that one. Oh, and she's going to move her hunter's mark to the one, other one that's next yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah, easy peasy. And then, yeah, get her drake to that I can't control to step up and bite that little beast. Uh, you should be able to control your drake. Um, I think it's a bonus action. You, you can command it to attack. Yep. Yes, and then it moves on directly its, after my turn. Yeah, after it has turn. Yep. turn. Yep. And if you don't use your bonus action, it just dodges. It just dodges. Yeah, yeah. It um, just yeah you command it. To, and what, what do you command it to do to, to attack? Yeah, bite, eat that one. Go for it. I think you get to roll uh, with your Drake. Yeah, that is a 12 to hit. 12 is the AC. Oh, go me, go me. I'm the best, I'm the best. Now, I just mean, need to confirm really quickly. What type of damage is this dealing? <laughs> uh, it does piercing. It's piercing. It does piercing? Okay, cool. Oh, okay, nice. Three damage. 1d6 plus oh, yep. three piercing damage. Is it is it roll. just a d6? Is it plus anything? Yeah, plus um, proficiency bonus, which is a three. Oh, so, so six, six total points damage. of piercing damage nice. on that one. Very nice as the drake. Nice. And then tears off the leg of the ghost. <sighs> Love uh, it. Cool. Grinner, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hello. Um, carrying on with the uh, dirty blanket motif. Yeah, uh, I'm going to flick her upwards into the roof. Yep. <laughs> and then flick her down into the floor. Yeah. Make two uh, two, two improvised attacks. weapon attacks, please. Yeah. Um, 
And also on that... Um, Brenner has the Tavern Brawler feat, if uh, anyone was uh, unaware of that. <laughs> with the first attack uh, yep. coming through, my uh, the symbol on the back of my hand begins to glow. Yep. And um, two little kids are suddenly there and harrying her as well as I use um, Ancestral Protectors. As you probably um, ghosts of the Durst children. From that's the, right. Seventh... Um, layer of hell what so whilst raging the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn has disadvantage on any attack that isn't against you and when you uh when the target hits a creature other than you that creature has resistance on the damage dealt by the attack brilliant that is a great use of this feature roll me some attacks please and let's deal some damage yeah attack one 17 is just not enough uh, is that advantage at all for any particular uh, reason? Is that you <laughs> hoping? Uh, yes, it <laughs> is. Uh, that is a that is a negatory on, uh, all right. on that. Let's try number two. Oh, just as good. Natural one. <laughs> just drop her as you as you slam her up into the ceiling. You kind of let go and lose the grapple as the natural one punishes yeah. you for your attempts to slam her into things. And not only that, but the ancestral um, kids don't show up because I didn't hit her. <laughs> as you're like, children, come and help me, please. Nothing happens. Killian, just look to your left as Grinner begins like pleading for children to help him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was strange. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, anything else on your turn, Grinner? Or you will. Uh, I think Grinner's just going to look around a little disappointed, to be honest, and yep. probably try to plug his neck holes. Yeah, uh, Jonor. Come on, Jonor. He's Let's see some to... see some big spells. Come on, wizard. He's moving moving around the side of the uh, side of the area here. Um, he's seen the blanket get thrown around the room and a bit of <laughs> bit of air pushed around. What he's going to do? He's going to get his his push arm. He's going to push into this ghost um, just above. Yep. Um, push it. Fight. Try try for a push. Um, and then launch another firebolt at it. It's a. I need to make a strength save, don't I, for the ghost? Yeah, fifteen. Nah, it's a fail. Yep, you push it straight towards Athania. Yep, fair. And then I hurl it. Um, a firebolt at it, so it gets pushed by the thing, and then just crisps yeah. up everything. Jonah, you must have some first level spells, mate. What is this? Second level spells. I have, spells. I have this and shatter and shatter in like an enclosed catacomb you've got to have more spells idea. than that well, you're a wizard i have two I mean, damage spells i, got I will say <laughs> i will say the counter, i will say the counter spell i think has was so good helped us so well, she's not yeah. in control of the ghosts which was uh, that's fantastic and they're also half health which is also kind of helpful too neat neato uh Jonah, um, yeah you yeah. deal a huge amount of fire damage as the ghost catches fire and begins burning away um it seems very damaged by this that's all that he does. That's all she wrote. Othania is having trouble picking between Grinner and Killian. Um, there's no ghost children demanding that she attacks Grinner. She's going to roll a d4. Uh, Josh, could you roll a d4 for me? One, two is you. Three, four is Grinner. And this is how I avoid taking responsibility can. for attacking people. <laughs> Unfortunately, I rolled a four. Sorry, That's Grinner. <laughs> Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, Grinner, that is going to be a uh, 13. That misses you, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does. And the second attack. 
15. I think that also misses you. Ooh, no, it doesn't. It's your armor class. Uh, nope, my armor class is 14. Oh, this is definitely <laughs> Never mind then. Uh, I'm a big fleshy man. It's all right. It's the minimum damage I can possibly roll. That is seven damage as she claws away at your chest, cutting through uh, and scraping against your ribs. You feel your rib bones vibrate as her claws swipe down your chest. Don't they um, feel like xylophone well. noises? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Oh, my God, Brad. Seriously. <laughs> Spooky, scary skeletons. Uh, that's her action. She is then going to... There's only two ghosts left. You guys have dealt a little bit of damage to her. Yeah, oh, and halving, halving seven, is that four or three? Uh, it's always rounded down for D&D, so it's three. Always round down. Always round down. Uh, she's going to do... You watch as she mutters something under her breath and casts a little spell, but you're not sure what that was or what it does because no effect seems to happen straight away. Uh, Killian, it is your go. Uh, seeing her mutter under her breath, I'm going to take a strike at her with the shadow blood blade thing that I have. Yeah, uh, Hemomancer's scimitar, shall we call it? <laughs> yeah, what a so name. twenty to hit. Twenty's definitely going to hit. This is a moon touch sword, isn't it? Oh no, this is your um, blood sword. Blood sword. It is. It is. Oh well, no, it's actually not moon touch then. Yeah, no, no. The, but that's okay. That's okay. That's still that is awesome. nine points of psychic damage. Psychic damage. Oh Very wow, right. that actually was like a one or two there. That sucks. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, as you just stab this sword into her, she lets out this scream, clutching at her head as pain racks through her. 12 points, because I get the plus three from Hexblade's Curse. Your Hexblade's Curse, absolutely. That's necrotic damage, isn't it? Uh, yes, I want to say. It is, yeah. So Hex is necrotic. Hexblade's Curse, I think, just sort of takes on... I don't actually really know what damage type it gets, to be honest. No, it just says plus three damage, plus then three just, bonus damage to roll. Psychic so damage. Psychic. It's, yeah, then it's going to be the psychic damage. Uh, she screams louder, slightly, as the pitch goes up one extra step <laughs> as the Hexblade's Curse kicks in. Uh, that is going to be my turn, yes. Alrighty then. Luther, you got a spirit in your grill. Okay, perfect. I'm Tithler going to the to... left of you, Jonah in the back. Yes. Here you are, stuck in the middle of Jonah the... Jonah ran away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to second wind, so let's just do that. That's one we can plus do a five. good cover of uh, yeah, Tithler to the left of you. Jonor in the back, here you are. <laughs> like, it actually works. Carry on, sorry. All right, so seven, seven um, points. with second wind, so not that crash hot because it's a plus five, but that's fine. Um, I'm going to do two silver short sword attacks into this ghost. So let's do the first one. 14 to hit. That hits. Uh, that is seven piercing damage. Uh, it's not. It's a little bit more than that. As you strike through, you watch as the arms and part of the torso again are just severed off this ghost as you strike through it. Perfect. Still up? Still up. All right, we'll do another attack. 22 to hit, 6 piercing damage. Luther, how are you going to do this? Cool. Um, Just call you the ghost cutter. Honestly, I'm going to do a quick flurry of blows. I'm not really paying much attention to the ghosts. My eye has been on the vampire in the room the entire time. Yeah, just <laughs> just in the background, almost these like you're playing are, Skyrim VR. Just <laughs> <laughs> These are like, I've, I've, I've been looking at the vampire, but then yeah. I've put, because I've built a rapport with everyone in the party, I've put my hatred oh. of vampires to the side. Um, make sure my, my, my allies are safe. Yep. Now that they are, 
I'm going to run up next. I'm going to run up. So where am I? 5, 10, 15, 20. I'm going to get here. I'm going to get behind Athania. So now that we can get the plus two flanking. Brilliant. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, sorry, Josh, there's one more rule I didn't tell you that we run, which is the alternate flanking rule, which is rather than giving advantage, you get a plus two to attacks and cover gives you a plus two to AC. Okay, awesome. Just to, and it, but it also means you get flanking not directly behind, but also on like corners. So for example, that gives Luther flanking because he's, oh, actually, if, if even if Gruner wasn't there, you'd still get flanking because he's like technically taking that yeah. attention away. Yeah. Rather than being yeah, like, but now that now that I'm behind Athania, we all get flanking yeah, because everyone now gets the flanking because everyone's yeah exactly it's, right. So it's just a, it's a plus two, so it's not as broken as advantage. Yeah, the ghost is going to go for its original target, Athania, because the ghost is uh, targeting the person who called to it. That is going to be fuck that hits. Please don't let the NPC. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That is going to be. A lot of damage. I rolled very well on that damage. You watch as the ghost reaches out into Athania's chest and pull. Actually, it's, yeah, to get a plus two to that anyway, so definitely hit. Um, it pulls out some of that essence, and you watch as this dark red black energy is pulled into its hand, and the ghost <sighs> consumes it, and then this red black energy begins swirling through it. Uh, very similar. Looking that looked the Luther's. same. Yeah, very similar yeah. to Luther. This is so much more intense, though. Luther's was very like okay. almost like a washed-out sepia tone compared to this. This was vibrant, pulsing red. Um, that's the ghost's full turn. Tithla. Um, I really, really don't think that I'm gonna be much help here. I don't think I'm really doing anything. But I did just kill that one, so maybe I'll just shoot. No, you know what? I'm gonna. How's everyone looking? Anyone look super fucked up? I'm not actually uh, looking too bad. I'm 31 out of 40. I shouldn't actually tell you that it's meta, but yeah, it's um, very meta. I'm not Anyone bloody. Anyone looks messed up? Yeah, I'm not bloody. That's what I should say. I'm fighting fit. Great. I'm gonna go. Okay. Ah, uh, hey, you, you all got that? I might just take a breather for a second and cast cure wounds on herself. Nice. <laughs> nice. Brilliant. At second level, because why not? Yeah, why not? Get those hit points Great. back. We got 12 points from that. Um, uh. Drake, command, bonus action. Yeah, Tizzler's going to say... Go over ghost. there. And and hit the, hit the old lady. Oh, the hit old lady, the, old the lady. vampire. Okay. Or the ghost. The old lady. Vampire. And okay. it has the speed of 40 feet, so it can get there. It'll get there easy. And then it will... Sorry, this is... It's within buttons, within buttons to get to this little... It is hidden away, the Drake. Bit. Yes, okay. Plus three to attack. That's a natural uh, that's a that's a four to hit. That's a natural one. Which <laughs> which is a four. Two. Even <laughs> with a plus a two. Plus three. As the Drake goes to bite down on Athania, it stumbles forwards and falls prone. Uh how much wow. movement would it have left? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty. No, you you need to you Not it's enough. prone until next turn. <laughs> Alright, well, go team. Sorry about that. Grinner. <laughs> Grinner. God, back here again. All right, I'm just going to um, punch her in the head. The vampire? Yeah. Yeah, go for the it. The vampire. Uh, which is... Oh, that's just a boring old unarmed strike. I will say this. Oh, uh, uh, no, I will say this. You can do reckless attacks too. As a yeah, you can give yourself advantage, remember. You can attack recklessly. Advantage will be against you too, though, so that's a double-edged sword, but you have resistances. And you've got 14 AC, so it's like nothing. 
Uh, yeah, all right. I'll, I'm going to attack <laughs> recklessly. Can I? Are you happy for me to <laughs> yeah, attack that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, where's it gone? I oh, that's for, a bit better. I thought for a sudden second it'd have been another natural one because roll twenty took a second and then what? That's a natural twenty. <laughs> oh, he balanced it out with a natural twenty. <laughs> that's right. Oh, okay. That's amazing. That's a natural twenty. Um, uh, so that's going to be five plus four, so nine total damage from the. Uh... And, and two additional things on that. So the ghosts do finally pop out and start doing yep. their little ghosty whatever the fuck, um, and uh, I can bonus action. Um, using Tavern Brawler Grapple to um, try to grapple her again as a bonus action. On yeah, that absolutely. Nice. Um, so I'm going to do that, which you said was athletics, correct? Athletics, yes. Maybe. 19, 23 from her, sorry. That's right. I'm going to... Sorry, Ed, again, to keep telling you, but um, with the rage, you actually get uh, advantage on strength checks and... Uh, strength um, saving throws. Oh, good. Anyone would think I haven't played this before. Um, <laughs> I might roll that again then. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, the exact same thing. Nice, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then I'm just going to punch her in the head uh, a second time. Yeah, go for it. Are you attacking recklessly? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. You may roll that again, if you like. I'm gonna. 23, yeah, definitely hits. Uh, 18 to 23, yeah, so seven damage. You just crack her, you watch as her head snaps back and then suddenly snaps forward again. Sweet, and yeah, so uh, now if she's not attacking me, it's at disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, yeah. Yeah, and then if she does manage to hit someone else, they have resistance to the damage. Correct. Yep, yep. Jonor, it's your turn. Same as last time, he's creeping around the top. Yep. Stands behind this pillar, pokes his head out, gets the flame out, and launches it into the vamp. Into so the there'll vamp. be another yeah. fireball. Yeah, that's, a, that's not no deal right there. It just flies over and embeds itself into the roof of the uh, of the crypt and burns out, fizzles away into nothing. Yep. And that's all she wrote. Othania. Othania is not happy. You guys have dealt so much damage. Uh, she's going to use... Uh, she's going to use her dash. Uh, this is going to give Grinner, Killian, Luther, and the Drake, uh, and the um, ghosts. Oh, that's too many. That's way too many. That's an opportunity. She's got no choice. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. You all have an attack of opportunity okay. against her as she tries to blur out of there, zooming through and attempting to escape. Oh, you get fucked. <laughs> 17 is just not enough. 10 is just not enough. Natural 20 from Grinner. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, that's going to be another 9 damage. Back of the head. I take it that the, um, I take it that the um, flanking doesn't work when she's running out. Uh, no, the pl sorry, the plus 2 would still count for that. So that's 17 okay, becomes cool. 19, which that's, does hit. That's, that's 90 nice damage. damage. Yep, absolutely. That does. Still, yep. If that make, means anything. Yeah, yep. no, that does definitely still hit. Uh, nine does not hit on the Drake companion and Killian. Yeah, crazy. Twelve is unfortunately just not enough. Uh, you watch as she zooms down the corridor. As she runs away, she pauses and looks back towards you, Tithla, and goes, oh, My master, I just wanted to make him happy. <sighs> and then zooms off, disappearing down the corridor. 
that can, is not going to be her? the end of initiative. Killian, it is your go. Uh, can I still see her? Is she uh, still within, say, 120 feet of me? She's still within 120 feet. She's down the edge of the corridor. She'd be about uh, 60 feet away from you at this point as she uses her... Sorry, not 60. She'd be 40 feet away from you as she has used her dash. I'm going to move closer towards the door. And as I do, I'm going to pull out some more blood. I've still got the the sword going. I'm going to pull out some more blood and two yep. globule, globules of blood appear in my hand and I'm just going to fling them both towards her yep. as I cast Eldritch Blast. Nice. Sure this would be a great attack. time for a crit. This, this is when you want the crit. <laughs> That's a nine. Nine uh. first, but you get two beams. That's okay. Yep. And a 19. Ooh, 19 hits. Nice. Let's see some damage. So that is going to be... And it's ooh, force damage too. 13 points of force damage. Nice! Hey, Killian. Oh. How do you want to do this? Hey! That is... That is exactly lethal. She had 13 hit points out of 93. <laughs> that is precisely lethal. Uh, how do you do as it? The, as the first one hits into, say, the ceiling above her and she looks up at it, the second one forms a bit more of a spike to it. And it goes right through the center part of her neck, out through her mouth, and takes out some of her teeth as well, and just shatters into the ceiling above, causing the her body, head to slump back. The body just falls limp, running forwards. The momentum just... And just slams into the floor, falling still. Now, that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight, because we have gone a little bit over. I'm hoping Josh can rejoin us again next Monday. Yes. Yes. Fantastic because we will continue with this and we'll have Haz back as well. Now, we, we've gone over, so I will quickly say goodnight. We will all say goodnight to you, and we will see you all again really soon. Remember Avatar Legends tomorrow night and Return of the Giants on Wednesday. Thank you so much, special guest Josh. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had fun. And we I cannot did, wait Thank to you very have much you. for having me. No, our pleasure. Can't wait to have you back. Um, I've lost your camera. How have I done this? <laughs> there we go i've got you back i got you back i got you back no that's all right i got you back um yeah cannot wait to get you back for next week um we are going to go and raid corsair's cove because we love raiding corsair's cove so twitch uh, twitch viewers don't go anywhere but uh from everyone else have a lovely night stay safe stay well and we will see you all again next time until then go well everybody bye bye, bye. bye. Thank you.